Salads. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, November the 1st, 2020. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. And on the mic for one more time this year, potentially. Uh, Robert Gemp. Not Caravellas, then. Nope, I deliberately said it. The Caravellas. Caravellas. <laughs> Even though that's clearly not that, what that word is. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it needs an extra L or something. Yes. And it also is an ER, not an A. It could be Caravellas. Caravellas. Is that related to the kind of ship? Or the car- caravel. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think that's the family name for <laughs> Giant Bomb member. <laughs> Vinnie Caravella. Maybe. Because that would... I Probably an Italian type of boat. Probably. probably. More Spanish, I would have thought. But yeah, yeah it's maybe. Def- it's definitely Italian. Hmm. I don't know if I'm named after a method of transport. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, apart from explicitly, yes, but no. Well, I don't know. I think it might be like trains of donkeys or pack pack animals or something. I but guess. But... I did look up what a kemp was at one point. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It had a it had it had a meaning. I'll look it up again. And a Burgess. Yeah, that does mean something, but I don't re- don't remember. Oh. Sounds financial. <laughs> We're back to fucking overdid again. The Bursa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't think that episode's live yet. No, the Bursa. Not yet. <laughs> Speaking of videos, getting into the getting into something that I've talked about so much on this podcast, it probably needs its own section like Kitchen Vision at this point. Yeah. Hey. It's time for YouTube advert weirdness. Hey. Oh no. What's going on with it today? Because like a lot of stuff on YouTube is is like, you know, algorithms and everyone's pissed off about it. Yeah, the whole thing is algorithms. Yeah. But, you know, there's certain things that you assume that at a certain point there has to be some humans involved. And one mm. of the things I would have assumed there would have to be humans involved with at some point would be like choosing what adverts go into the system. Obviously, what adverts show what video is automated, but like... The people at a certain point, someone has to be buying these adverts and being be, and like confirming right. that they're not like you know illegal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that they're suitable for the platform in general. You would imagine there would have to be some human oversight at some point. But I've recently started getting adverts for ad blockers, <laughs> which, which is like that. Surely can't be something that someone thought was okay, right? That's brilliant. I love that. Hey, do you not like watching this thing that you're watching? <laughs> you can, I mean, we that can would make it stop. <laughs> that would be the right kind of targeted advert for me. But then, is it paid for? Presumably, paid um, ad blockers. Because otherwise, why would you advertise for it if it wasn't a paid for service? Yeah, yeah. And there's like, there's no way that someone at YouTube would have said, "Yeah, that's a perfectly yeah, acceptable advert to show on our platform," which you know makes its money mostly by adverts. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is like well, what. They've got that YouTube premium thing. That yeah, well, now. That as well, I, guess. I think that might but actually still. be, you know, for, I, the, the honest truth is that would probably make more sense for me than buying like Amazon Prime or something with the YouTube no. premium because, no. yeah, d- absolutely, definitely watch a lot more YouTube than I would Amazon Prime. That's for sure. Guaranteed. No, I got all, all every season of House on there. What else do you need? I bet you could probably find a lot of seasons of House on YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. Probably. <laughs> why do? Why would I want to watch House MD when I could watch endless unboxing videos for no reason? Like that is true. Yeah, there's a lot of them this week. Yeah, 
I do have this extension that my brother recommended, which is pretty evil, which um, is like a I don't know if I mentioned it before, but it crowdsources skipping of the, uh, you know, the advertising content in videos. Oh, that's you know, pretty good. Yeah, it, and it's really fast. So on any popular channel, like within minutes of it being uploaded, it's already marked the parts that sponsored and it skips over it without you doing anything at all. <laughs> I like that. It's pretty cool. Sponsor block or something it's called. Because it's normally like every two minutes or so yeah. on, on, on the videos. I, you know, some of the video series I like to watch. It's like, oh, by the way, no, no. It works really well. Like if you hover over, the, it just highlights the part of the bar that's sponsored in green you know the the progress bar just skips over that part automatically amazing yeah it's pretty nice technology huh has both the means to make things annoying and then improve them again (laughs) yeah exactly i find those much more annoying than the actual pre-roll adverts because at least you can skip those yeah I i think i'm with you it's the ones in, yeah, that are just wedged into the middle of a video. And it's well, like, the ones in the middle. Do you need numbers. a VPN server right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all VPNs. It's like if, it's a, if it's at the start or the end, it's not quite so bad. No, yeah. That's exactly. they put but when it's middle. just wedged directly in the middle. Mm. I've, seen some, I've seen some particularly bad ones where it's like, it's not even... It's not even part of the actual video. It's just literally just a separate video cut into it. It's just like, oh, that's, that's bad. Mm, yeah, yeah. And now for a word from our sponsor. Well, not even like that. It just literally just randomly cuts out of the main video into the into the separate video at a certain point. Oh, if it's like the ones that are actual, like, YouTube doing that. No. I mean, it's the person editing it does it really badly. Mm, okay, that, that's that. Yeah, that's probably... Do better. I don't know though, because I, I, it's almost more annoying when they go all out to segue yeah. super smoothly into the advert, which is so annoying. Like because they they like on those lots of channels like I don't know Real Engineering or something where they're explaining something, they just without breath start talking. They tr- doing going into the segue, and before you know it, you're in the middle of an advert. It's like no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least it's obvious when they when you know on something like Linus, where he does he always does one yeah. towards the start of his yeah, video, that's easy. And, he, and he always segues into it in a cheesy fashion, and that's fine. Yeah. That's acceptable. Well, he started doing he started doing like three second plugs for his like t-shirt store or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah which yeah. is very annoying. <laughs> um, I don't know, that's quite funny though sometimes because it's yeah. just, like in the middle of it. It's like oh by the way we've got a shirt there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but at least so that crowdsource plugin it skips the main adverts in the Linus Tech Tips, but not the little <laughs> tiny segues. <laughs> but that's fine, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, advertising. Noise. Maybe YouTube Premium though might make sense. <laughs> but you wouldn't get rid of those. No, <laughs> it wouldn't get rid of those. It, no, it doesn't solve the core problem here. Yeah, I mean it. It would theoretically sort solve that core problem if everyone went to actually went for it, They could yeah. actually pay the people directly. I'm sure yeah, they'd yes. make enough money. <laughs> Maybe yes. shows like that should just get picked up by Netflix. Or... I mean, they, yeah, they don't even need to be, do they? Because they probably make enough. Like Venice Tech Tips, I'm sure. It's a whole business, uh, well, isn't it? The big, big ones probably do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not our YouTube channel, though. <laughs> Happy sad. Come on to Amazon Prime soon. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Part 12 of Factorio 1.0. Check it out. Yep. <laughs> I took a somewhat of a break accidentally because <laughs> I kept forgetting to export the video. But now we're back. There's only six more, I think. <laughs> Excellent. Only. Content. 
so monetizable. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're definitely more than 10 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much more like fast forwarded sections have you had to edit in? Well, it's one every video. One every video. Yeah. It's the whole point. The before and after shot. Yeah. I quite like the idea if you did like an alternate version as well. Like, here's what you could have won <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. Just like, here's what you could have won. And there's a, you've made a speedboat in Victoria somehow. <laughs> Ideas. Just keep pondering on that. Here's what you could have won. What else is going on? Yeah, what's going on? Well, <laughs> lockdown I mean, time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. as predicted. As I mean, we all knew obviously going to happen. We all knew it was coming, but I wish it was coming a little later than it is. Well, the sooner the better. So it could fuck up Christmas. Before. Yeah, I don't care about Christmas. But no, this I don't. Gonna... <laughs> really, that's unusual opinion amongst the country. I think. Yeah, I couldn't give a monkeys about Christmas. I can give a monkeys about my health. It's like they could have done this like months ago, if it was starting to get bad, mm. and, like. And, and and as people's moron level increased. Well, I don't think it was starting to get bad months ago. That's the point, no. really. It was actually looking relatively good months ago. The guy. I mean, the... I mean, what suddenly caused the spike, right? Is it just just because well, it because we... it got cold and people are sneezing and the moron levels have remained the same? Well, it's what we or... talked about last time. It was so. like cold weather and and everyone going back to school <laughs> and slash university. Yeah. What, so it's all the students we're losing. Well, <laughs> there was a whole shit ton of infections immediately as soon as everyone went back to university. <laughs> of course there was. As you would imagine. But they're going to keep fun. the schools open and the universities, right? So yeah, it's not a full lockdown. It's just all the fun things, like the pubs and the shops. <laughs> fun things. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Okay, the pubs then. <laughs> I mean, the pubs haven't been particularly interesting since this year at all anyway, right? They've been quite nice, have... to be honest, because they're much less crowded. <laughs> and probably will have to operate with some restriction, and it's all... Yeah, mm. I don't know. They were quite nice during the summer. I had quite a few nice pubs. I mean, yeah, when you can go outside, because it's not cold. Yeah, exactly. I... That's that's fine. Go outside. It was probably never going to work in the winter, was it? Let's, let's be honest. No. Yeah, I mean, even if you're a student going to uni, it can't be that hard, unless it's just like all of the new households were the problems. But then those new households would be quite isolated cases, right? It's like how many cases did we gain? Well, like six from this one house, and it's like okay, great. Yes, but that's not how university works, is it? <laughs> I'm sure all those people who who went to university really wanted to stay inside all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In which case, I go back to my first point, morons. <laughs> I don't think it counts so much for, for university students. I think you're allowed to be slight amounts of morons. Yeah. During, during like you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not if you're spreading it to the elderly somehow. Like they're, your, like your professors. <laughs> well, okay. Your professors, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It would really suck to be a student at this point. Yeah. <laughs> It really sucks to be trying to move house yeah, at this point to... and to have a cocking lockdown. <laughs> well, everything. Yeah. Are they stopping viewings and stuff? Or are they? Well, probably, yeah, because it's, it's it households mixing. 
and they're not tradespeople, which I think is a bit different. Yeah, but they had a special rule for tier three, but I don't know if it counts for this new lockdown or whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. None, none, of that's, none of that's usually clear yet. Yeah, I have to I'll make it clear because this is supposed to last for six weeks or something. Uh, at least four weeks. Like so. yeah. yeah. I mean, under normal circumstances, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> it's just, yeah. just couldn't, couldn't care less. Um, but just, uh, I mean, the, yeah, the runners are obviously dismayed because they're all like, "Oh, we can't do our not park runs oh, for right, a month," yeah. and it's because uh, we can't even remotely get together. I mean, not that we did in sort of like in big scale anyway, but it was still. Still a bunch of us running the same route at the same time. Hmm. So boo words to that. Still, get your uh, last minute crazy sex parties in now, I guess. (laughs) Inevitably. (laughs) My calendar's full. (laughs) It's just wall-to-wall nobbings. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Can't wait to see what's going to happen in America because the, the, their curve has been like a month behind everyone else's from the start. So yeah, right after the election, they're going to have. I mean, have they a lockdown. just they just hit their like biggest peak so far, didn't they already? Yeah, mm. their millions. curve was never as good as ours, even, and even with bad. ours being relatively bad. Yeah, how long's left until voting day? It's third. It's, it's Tuesday. No, it's it's, t- it's, t- it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, yeah. right? So at least yeah. they can lock down immediately after that. Well, well no, they can't. Who he's, wins? He's, he's not in power until uh, January, is he? Even if he wins, no. But so, oh, someone yeah, could, right? So, can't they? Like someone, someone has to be pulling some string somewhere. Well, I mean, the individual states probably can, yeah, the governors or whatever. But there's going to be uproar regardless. Well, sure, but you know, and you know, we, they've media or at least Twitter has proven their moron factor is a lot higher, but still. They should. They should probably lock down. Because the thing is that, like, Christmas probably matters more in America on average. I would say. I think. I mean, I think you're yeah. underestimating that. I think it does matter quite a lot in Britain. <laughs> maybe not to us. Maybe as much as most people. But I think most people really want their Christmas where they can visit their whole family. Which well, is not going to happen. Just, just delay it. It's not just. <laughs> just delay it. Just do it one weekend in January. You'll be in I mean, traffic. It's not a Christian thing anymore, so... No. Exactly. Do it whenever. It doesn't matter. But it's not just, like, you know, family get-together. It, like, it matters more in, in specifics in, in America. And also, you know, they have Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, that's... <laughs> they have the double whammy. Yeah, it's like no sooner than Amazon Prime Day's over. It's like it's starting to warn you, oh, by the way, Black Friday! And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be desperate to make a big online Black Friday after because no one can go to any physical shops. Yeah, it's going to be the, it's going to work out the best, isn't it? Really, for that, for like this will be the biggest just, Black Friday ever. Just wait until everyone goes to the physical shops. But it just it means that none of the deals are going to be good, though, right? Because they'll be forced into using Black Friday, and then well, I don't know. Well, or does I mean, it mean the competition's up? I don't know. I haven't I haven't decided. Yeah, I mean they'll be desperate for people to buy stuff because because yeah. of the economy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it doesn't work for people to spend money at this point. And, and like, since no one's spending money on holidays, they'll be like, "Welp, <laughs> time to buy that new sofa and all that shit." And then somehow get it delivered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that could potentially work. Right, deliveries are okay, right? 
and yeah, to a certain extent, even during the last lockdown, random trains pit, trades people in your house was vaguely vaguely okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, at a certain point, if you need a boiler fix, you have to let someone in your house. Yeah, especially over the. <laughs> For, funnily enough, I do, <laughs> <laughs> but they can't. They can't work on your boiler. Well, yeah, there's multiple other fixes that need to be done ahead of that. God, it's right. a pain in the ass. Yeah. Basically, me not paying attention to things for 10 years, suddenly fighting <laughs> me in the ass. <laughs> Service your boiler, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hot tip. Speaking of not paying attention to things for 10 years, there's a new Happy Silent website. <laughs> oh, God, there is. <laughs> yeah, we finally, I basically built it last year, but we finally put it live on the domain um we solved the last few problems and it's slicker and quicker and just as green check it out happysalad.net infinite scroll you can like play podcasts and still navigate the site and you You can jump to your favorite year jump to your favorite year jump to your favorite game see all the videos we ever did on dr drago's mad cat trace one (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) perfect yeah and it it's responsive like it works on this novel adventure called a smartphone <laughs> no yeah just imagine they'll never take off yeah so uh, i hope you guys appreciate it because that's been a bit of work uh, this is vaguely count as our like little middle of podcast advert yeah <laughs> okay. this is the right stuff <laughs> I, think, I think people listening to this podcast might already be aware of, of like, the website. website. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might not. They might just be using the podcatcher. Like, they might. They? Yeah. But but then those people also don't really need to use our website. <laughs> they're well, already getting the podcast through that method. But if they want to go, what was that podcast where they were talking about Factorio and then see it's every podcast ever, <laughs> they, they can yeah. find that using our new website. I wonder how high up we come if we just do a generic search for Factorio podcast. <laughs> well, Wait, well, it depends on how those tags are propagated. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to change, isn't it? I suppose because the robots are going to have, a, have to yeah reprocess. The robots it have to point. do the crawling. But yeah. once they've done the crawling, you'll probably have to search for Happy Salad Factorio if you want the actual page. <laughs> but we'll see. No, poster <laughs> yeah. it, boost yeah. it. Well, I I put it through Lighthouse, which is the Chrome tool for like analyzing websites performance and stuff and we've got like all greens like 100% seo 100% accessibility 100% and 97% performance so i'll take it <laughs> which i'll take uh 100% we only drop th- we only drop 3 frames yeah so a fast website if you want to make a fast website with modern tech try the jamstack it seems to be quite nice i used gatsby Gets me in jam stacks. Yeah. It's a penny arcade comic, isn't it? <laughs> it might be, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, is that the one where he has his monocle like like attached to his nipple and it's like, oh no, no, wait, that's Weevil and Bob. <laughs> <sighs> so that's my yeah. contribution to ten years and celebration of anniversary of this this podcast. It's also yeah, the yeah, third yeah. variant of Happy Salad after the original happysalad.com from like 2001. So, yeah, 20 years. Well, I mean, technically it's the 
I mean, could is it really the? Couldn't it be the fourth? Because we changed the theme on the last site once. Yeah, we did. It was, but we it, was, got... it was a lot leafier at first. Yeah, I mean, de- the first one was like it. temporary, wasn't it? Like it was a temporary yeah. WordPress for the first year, and then I, while I was building the main site, I think. Yeah, um, and then and you, you yeah. fancied it up. And similarly with the old old website, I think that had a couple of refreshes slightly. Yeah, they had yeah. like the one where the top bar got split. In, yeah, proper news section and all that. Yeah, had vitalized based menus, which came later. <laughs> yeah, I, think. I remember those. Extra ways of um, delivering toast-based photography. Yes. <laughs> oh, the random quotarizer. Remember that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should resurrect that feature. <laughs> random quotarizer. Yeah, but then when someone has to trawl through our podcasts and find the random quotes. Yeah, because the quotes came from the, from the uh, PHPPB forum that we had. They did, yeah. Um, back which in the I days. I remember nothing. <laughs> I don't remember much. Is, is any of that? Do you reckon any of that's on Time Machine? Or way back? Or probably not. Happy Salad probably is. I don't know about the forum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I managed Intriguing. to find Dan's Star Wars Legos on on the Wayback Machine. <laughs> yeah, <which is> my <laughs> first Amazing. ever website. That my progression of technology was first website Microsoft Publisher, <laughs> second website Microsoft front page. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that's not true because my first ever website was on that. Um, uh, like two-week work experience thing from like high school um yeah and that was like made with hot metal hot a- metal yeah 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 because you know hot metal typesetting right where they no oh that's oh, the well, old like, way you mean like newsprint. the original yeah yeah so right, they, they so they made a a somebody made a web html editor and they capitalized the html in the word hot metal so it was hot <laughs> yeah Hot metal with HTML capitalized. <laughs> anyway, that's what I used to like that that weird. Was it two weeks Zach, that we spent at Adastral Park? Yeah, um, and that and I think we were literally make basically making Proto Happy Salad because it was a website about the games that we're making, Games Factory, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that's yeah. Now ha- hold on, so I don't know chronologically whether that that was probably after the Star Wars Lego or around the same time. It depends when yeah, was I don't know. You know, like because that was ninety nine, I, I think Star Wars Lego. I'd ima- imagine, yeah, Star Wars Lego might have been before because didn't it upload to GeoCities as one like sync as, as image files? There was no like actual text on it. The whole thing was like no, no images, sort of. It's like Microsoft Publisher. It was quite clever, but like uh, you would just lay things out in Publisher without any kind of attention to any kind of HTML structure. And when you saved it as a web page, it would try and turn it into HTML with tables. But if it couldn't figure out the layout with the text, it would just say, fuck it, and turn that text into an image. <laughs> so some of, a lot of the text was that. fine, yeah. but some of it was like literally just images. Yeah, because was... I, remember, I remember the old school dial-up loading of like yeah. some of those pages. Yeah, was... really slow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hilarious. dumb, uh, but it works. And that was because Star. I mean, Star Wars Lego was interesting because it was now there's absolutely tons of it and it's ter- perfectly normal. But at the time, I think it was pretty much the first licensed Lego property. Now you get freaking Lego everything, Lego Harry um, Pooper, Lego Harry Potter. Um, but and they only had like five sets, I think, when it first launched. So there was like a million different 
Star Wars vehicles to make out of your own Lego that they hadn't made officially, <laughs> including a TIE fighter. <laughs> like they mm. didn't have a TIE fighter. They only had Darth Vader's TIE fighter and you could only get that in a twin pack with the Y wing and like, yeah. See, a bit of me thought you'd like your work on that actually predated. No, it was, of... it was inspired. I think, I think it was okay. the exact same time. Um, so, cause I bought the X wing official X wing. I was like, well, I need a TIE fighter. So we made a TIE <laughs> fighter and a TIE interceptor and an A wing and then the Phantom Menace came out, and we and we were like, well, and we were playing pod Star Wars races. Episode One Racer, so it was like, how many pod racers can we make? Because um, I think the A wing we made used the cockpit from the from the Naboo fighter, right? Yeah, that's the right, rounded one. Yeah, which was yeah ideal. It, I mean, the one that I made, it was slightly too big in terms of scale, but it literally had like light up engines using the yeah. battery pack. It was so cool. I wish I had the pictures for that. I don't. Um, that's the one problem with the Wayback Machine is a lot. Most of the images are missing, which is the important bit, mm. um, which is a shame. And we also like were like painting our mini figures to make like Boba Fett because there was no official Boba Fett. Mm, I remember those. Yeah, with like Hornby. Uh, Hornby? No. What am I talking about? Just model paints. Oh, Humbrol. 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 I don't know the brand of paint for like the model kits. I think it's Humbrol. Anyway, like a, sounds like a good butler name. Humbrol. 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 Anyway, that's the 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 history of my websites. <laughs> uh, and now, finally, 2020 version three of the salad. And, but this is my first one since I'm a professional web developer. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Since you actually knew what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's shocking how exactly the same it is as the last one. <laughs> ah, but now it works. But now it works, yeah. And isn't cobbled together out of WordPress plugins when I got my filthy hands on it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the way 50% of the web is. <laughs> cobbled Don't together know. WordPress. I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, I've definitely worked with uh, people that have been brought in to build websites for us. And it's just like, well, yeah, I use these WordPress plugins to do it. And it's like, yeah, you do, are you actually writing much custom? Like, nah, I mean, oh, right. that advanced custom <laughs> you teach me how to do plugin, this? right? That that's powers, I think, like at least 30 percent of the web. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Where it's like so. that rings a bell. Bodge your WordPress into a little CMS, you know, a dynamic CMS by just adding random crap fields to to the bottom of any post well, there used to be a there was some unofficial well not, yeah this plug-in box editor or something that you know meant meant you could do like section layouts in wordpress like using this editor until wordpress decided to make one themselves that, that basically powered most wordpress sites for a while just this one oh yeah this that's one what you layout want. engine yeah, they've got a new layout engine WordPress, but no one seems to be, or it's slow to adopt well, it. it. Gutenberg. Well, it, it didn't. It didn't work for us on the old site, so yeah. I made it. I specifically made everything in classic mode. Yeah, I think it's it's like React powered. I don't know. It's weird. Um, anyway, the new site is contentful, completely headless CMS. Um, so that's kind of cool. No database. Yeah, no database. Card based. Get those HTMs straight in your L. <laughs> Zach, I saw a JavaScript book the other day that I was thinking of getting for you because it was roguelike development in JavaScript. <laughs> what? <laughs> How to make a roguelike game. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because making like what ASCII, the old ASCII style rogue must actually be kind of, yeah, kind of not too tricky. I think it was like make rogue legacy with with phaser, like a which is like a oh, make rogue legacy, right? Well, oh, when so, you said you know rogue, I, mean. I thought you meant a like rogue like like old rogue no like a, a, a modern road like i think i mean like we we could have probably made rogue legacy in games factory if we yeah but this is this is with like web we probably tech did, yeah. so was, yeah we could have done it's not an overly complicated game no yeah. that's what i mean just, just some sprites and some platforming <laughs> exactly well it's the yeah it's the tight controls that we probably would have had a problem with i don't yeah. know though because that's that kind of like where you instantly change direction is exactly how game factory works and, <laughs> that's true kind of yeah but uh, yeah presumably have a lot more hitboxing considerations yeah the hitboxes are always yeah. the trouble <sighs> games factory that as well yeah it was a thing <laughs> and it was good it was good right should we get on to news yeah before i start thinking about how quickly a how all right the one thing i want to say about house hunting that i've discovered mm. it takes so little time for your house to get skank after you've done a top to bottom full-on clean it's really irritating and it, like <laughs> the number of times i've had had to, had to re-clean the house mm. in the last couple of weeks it's really annoying and then and then Noam gets home and it's like almost immediately skank again. But even though she, she normally she does quite a lot of the cleaning, but she's quite a spreader. And then, and then like <laughs> spreader, yeah. So and and then like and then it all shrinks back again. So she's like blah stuff everywhere. And then suddenly, oh yeah, I've got to clean it all up. Blah stuff everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's a weird pattern. I'm noticing these things now. I've I've filed I've put away so many hair clips. <laughs> it's unreal. I'm like. I'm super tidy, but I never clean. So everything's in the right place with a thin layer of dust over it. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. exactly. laughs> at all times. That, that sounds about right. That's my office. You look, like, look at my desk with, below my monitor is like all the random junk that I need in the facility on my desk. And you can like, if you pick any of them up, it's like, oh, there's the outline of where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll just put that back. I know exactly how to place that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an effort. It really is. Uh, so uh, you may may allude that I might not have played quite so much games these last couple of weeks. Well, that's yeah. not what we're talking about yet. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Let's start with the news. What's going on in the world of gaming? Still uh, hate that word after all these years. Gaming. Yeah. Or oh, apparently a kemp, by the way, was like a champ means champion. We used to be, used to be <laughs> oh, like, what? Okay. Like, like a warrior or champion of jousting wow. in old wow. English. You're hardcore. Man, that's a, a good I'm a name. Joust, I'm a jousterer. That's hardcore. <laughs> I mean, What's... it's totally untrue, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this came from HouseOfNames.com, so I don't. I'm not sure I believe it. But right, that's Google Burgess then. Meantime <laughs> 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 news. Uh, news. It's unboxing week. Yep. Everyone unbox those consoles simultaneously. And see how big they are. They're big. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I think most people already knew that. Yeah. But they're still big. They're still really big. And that stand on the PlayStation 5 is still really dumb. 
like I properly like it got me thinking it's like I like I can't wait for the PS5 slim <laughs> I think that'll be a good console <laughs> the PS5 slim in the future yeah, yeah. well I mean yeah I know. On the, on, the, on the other hand, like, who cares about the size of it as long as you can slot it in your system? Like, and that's, the, about that's it. the sort of the problem, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, it is. It's, like, it, it's, its horizontal footprint is enormous. Yeah. Like, so, so it encourages you to put it vertical, but then. Does it fit in like, your standard horizontal, like, IKEA media center slot? It's probably too big for a Kallax if you're using one of those. Hmm. If you've got a glass table, it would probably take up the like one of those classic TV stands that have kind of gone out of fashion. That it probably would take up like one whole shelf of that. It would probably fit under mine because mine's a bit oversized. Um, you know, is it, is it would it take like, over the PS4, like where my PS4 sits. It's probably just just it's big enough to fill that entire shelf. Um, but yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty big. In fairness, the uh, the Series X is 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 about the same horizontal footprint as my X Bone, but it's just going to be a bit taller. So a bit, yeah, doesn't it? Will fill that shelf vertically instead of horizontally. So take your pick, I guess. But they're massive, and there's no surprises in those boxes, really. But of course, the internet has to do them. Yep. I have to make sure that the power uh, power adapter exists. That's important. Very important. <laughs> I think the I I would watch the giant bomb one because they're a bit more fun <laughs> and they don't know what they're doing as well, which is funny um, in terms of unboxing videos. But I did think the Series X box was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's well it's well presented. But then they the Microsoft kind of did a good job with that with the bone. To be honest, the 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 bone box was quite nice. Mm. It was a nice, it was a nice onboarding experience. I mean, uh, what, what else happened? I mean, Microsoft showed off. They tried to do a thing a bit like PlayStation did, where PlayStation showed off the new Dash, and we talked about that last episode. Um, but Xbox did a sort of similar take on it, where it's just like, "Hey, here's the here's the new here's the new Dash," which was a bit weird because it's exactly the same as the current Dash. It's like there aren't any differences. It's mm. it's it's like here's here's the xbox dash for those that don't have an xbox i guess um here's quick resume which you know actually is generally quite impressive um and uh uh yeah but here's the store that now works a hell of a lot faster than it did before and it's like well it works a hell of a lot faster than it did before on my base level expone hmm. so it's like i'm not i'm not all that wowed by your presentation there microsoft it's like your, your dash is fine now and you you make you got there <laughs> You got you finally made your original dash. Bet you know, good, fine, <laughs> yeah, all good. As long as it's all good, like, and as long as it's slick and it moves fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As I say, the new the new one, like, it works works fine on the on the current console. So it's, hmm. um, yeah, it's just a weird video to put out there. It'd be like, hey, look at this, and it's yeah, I know, I've got one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did say it's like, oh, there's going to be like some uh, dynamic backgrounds now, and it's oh, good. and it's just like, well, again, PlayStation have had those since three. <laughs> They're always terrible, universally, other than you know the base one, you know the sparkles or the wave or whatever. PlayStation's yeah, waves are quite wave. nice. Yeah. 
And apparently they had apparently their themes changed depending on what base color you pick. They said or something. So if you've got the green one, you've got these like green waves going across it. But they didn't show what the other ones were like. Maybe they're all the same, just different <laughs> colors. The blue one might suck, <laughs> which, which would suck. <laughs> so there was that. Um, the most important thing I think of this unboxing is people have actually managed to get some hands-on time with the Dual Sense. Right. Yeah. That's the most, so that's this the most is the exciting most... thing in controllers right Absolutely now. Absolutely, the most exciting thing. This is cool, the coolest thing so far, I think. Long story short, apparently the haptics are a bit of a game changer. Yeah, because I have to say, like haptics on phones have improved so much. Like I've got an iPhone 10, which is like three years old now, but like the haptics on it are great compared to previous phones. Like the slightest little taps and things in the UI, sure. really I mean... nice. I can't say I've ever, even on a 10, which I've only ever used super briefly, but like it didn't really do anything for me. Like, I, like oh, I love it. Those, those, those knocks and things just like, mm. I mean, I know and it's nice that you can, I guess. And in, in a gaming context, yeah, okay. That makes a whole lot of sense to me. I, I never really got it in, or I wasn't really sold by it in phone land. If you see I like I mean. it but just it, in phone land. So it's so games would be even better. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, HD Rumble that hasn't exactly. Uh... Yeah, but this is like proper HD Rumble, isn't it? <laughs> I think they're really bringing that concept to life. Mm. It's, it's something about the com. It's the combination of everything working together seems to be what the the trick is here. So yeah. it's not just that it does those little knocks or whatever, or these little tabs here and there. It's the fact that stick resistance can change. It's the fact that they can dynamically change trigger resistance to yeah, give different effects. So, you know, your resistance on pull might be different and it might push back against you. But what one yeah. explanation that uh, Digital Foundry gave was like they, they can do tricks like so it, it could be hard to pull up to a certain point and then just snaps the rest. Cool. So it's so it's like, like yeah, yeah, like or, or something giving way. They can make it feel like that. Nice. Um, uh, and it's it's or like so you, if, if you're being. Sort of hit in the face by sand, which is one part of this Astrobot demo that everyone's trying out with these features. And it's like mm. so stuff's blowing at you. They can do something with the stick resistance, so it makes the controller feel like it's being battered. Nice. And it's like and it's like that's okay. That's actually pretty cool. It's awesome. Um, I don't think they has PlayStation announced how much these controllers are individually. I mean, or if they just expensive. sort of said, yeah. I mean, they I mean they were pretty. They've been pretty expensive for a while across the board. Mm. Um, was it? I think you can get PS4 controllers for 45 currently, but that yeah. might just be because you know they're on the way out. I forget what they were normally. Um, yeah, still 45 is pretty. You know, in terms of controllers, like in general, that's pretty high. Um, and I think, in fairness to them, I think the Xbox controller is similarly priced, even without all the PlayStation features, like no touchpads and no. Yeah motion sensors or any of that jazz um so you know xbox your controller should probably be a bit be a bit cheaper especially given there's no battery in it but you know just saying um yeah so it's it's cool it's uh um it's not just those even if you took the controller on its own apparently the ergonomics are really nice this time around not that they've been but they were bad with the ps4 controller but they're better this time around um yeah good stuff I still think that, like, if I was trying to make the perfect controller, I think I prefer having the the left hand stick in the a asymmetrical way, where it's in the middle, 
on the top left, like an Xbox controller. I think that I think I prefer that. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. It doesn't I, look I as know, good, I, obviously, but I think it's better. I don't, I don't know why that is, but yeah, I'm with you. There's something about the asymmetric design that works. I think it's better. For me. Yeah. Well, even I mean, Nintendo realized that, right? Because they did their own symmetric design. Do you remember with the Wii U Pro controller? Oh, and they... Because they did then, it the other way around. They put both sticks high. Yeah. And had the D-pad and buttons low. Oh, yeah. Um, and for Switch, they, they sort of reneged on that idea yeah. and sort of went back to the asymmetric layer. Yeah. Actually, yeah. The, the, the Switch Pro controller is pretty nice. The, the Switch Pro controller is very nice, actually. I yeah. really quite... I'm, I'm a big if fan. It was, if, if it had proper triggers... Yeah, like analog triggers. Yeah, it'd be nigh on a perfect controller. That's the lacking thing. That's so. That's why it's like everyone's edging towards the perfect controller. But I don't think Sony will give up on the symmetrical dual shock look. <laughs> no, but I think this actually gets the one thing I think they may have improved with this one, and I need to, which is my biggest fault I think with the PS4 controller, was just how tight the PlayStation button was to the sticks. Right, and. Uh, yeah, this looks like it might be worse in that respect because it was quite easy. No, I mean I'm I'm a bit of a fumble fumbler when it comes to control and a bit of a clincher. Yeah, when it comes to playing high octane games, and you know, my dexterity is getting worse as the years go on. <laughs> but um, the uh, uh, it wasn't just me that would fall off the sticks on a PS4 controller and hit that PlayStation button. Right, the pause button. <laughs> yeah. Well, not not even because right because those those are right at the top, aren't they? Right at the top on the PS. Oh yeah, they like, are. Yeah, but oh, that's the, actual... the like yeah console button, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the PS button right in the middle. I haven't um, had that problem. I have to say, but I could see how one would. Yeah, yeah, it's right mean, it there. Would... Yeah, it's been like when we've <laughs> there's been times where I've been playing multiplayer games with some of the Cambridge crew on a um on a on, on a ps4 and like you know someone hits the button and then you have that faff of like okay who pressed the button come on let's, let's get let's get back out of this and get back into the game come on and it's like yeah it happens often enough to be uh to, to feel like a flaw um and i don't know this like your sense one might be nearer <laughs> so i'm a bit worried about that But maybe the ergonomics are nicer in a way that means that's not that's less of a problem. Hmm. It does it does look like it would be nicer in the hands. I want my hands on it. I want it in my hands. Soon. I mean, Soon. the big problem with all of this is it's all potential, right? I think a lot yeah. of people are forking out money for potential, but I mean Well, and they've done the thing that Nintendo do, right? When HD Rumble came out, one two switch was kind of the yeah kind of the like the tech demo for it like here's here's how yeah. to do hd rumble in a way that makes sense and uh hasn't really been used well past that so you know here comes sony doing the same thing with like okay here's haptic control on the uh, here's what you can do with a controller yeah. if you implement it well uh and here's a game that's designed to do all that uh, which you know makes sense on the surface. Astrobot seems to be a fairly rudimentary platformer. Yeah, but, but quite nice. But but in but yeah, as a tech good demo. good enough. But yeah, like dramatically enhanced by these haptics, and um, yeah, you know the the the, the concern is: Are Sony going to pull a Sony and only do this? You know, only support it a little bit, or are they going to force their studios to do it well? Or you know, what's 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 happening there? Oh, how a third party is going to get involved? How difficult is it to dare for things that are just big unknowns right now? Um, I mean, it might not mean anything. 
ultimately it might be one of those things like rumble that we just grow accustomed to after a while mm. right do you remember back in like like when when rumble first came out how big a deal that was like when Lilac Wars on the N64 started coming with the Rumble Pack, and it was like, oh, this, oh, is, yeah. this, is, mm, this is amazing. And then, and then it got crazy. improved even further by DualShock. I mean, I just, yeah, I, I really remember playing the Metal Gear Solid demo and, right? and the, the insane rumble of like the, the high D. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, it, it was such, such a such a good, but now we're so used to it and like, um, even HD Rumble didn't do anything to really, you know, make us make us feel anything special. Yeah, and it's like I, and I wonder how long. Not to try and take away, you know, anything from Sony here. I, I'm, 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 you know, I think it, this is this is probably a great thing, but I, I do wonder like how long it will be until we're just like, yeah, it's just you know, it's just what this does. <laughs> Maybe. Well, it does, I, I don't know how how much parity that Microsoft can get then with, with this. Well, I mean, they can't with their controller. Yeah. It's that's impossible. what I mean. Like, unless they put out a new controller, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Which but, could, you know, I mean, it could, this could turn out to be important in which case, like Microsoft will have to put out a new controller mid cycle. Right. Maybe. Which, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Same with the stupid Sony. Although I think it's unlikely the, um, ridiculous, um, audio stuff with the, Tailoring it to your head or whatever they were doing, <laughs> right? What? What was that? You know, Mark Cerny was going on for ages about how the the if you listen with the right kind of headphones, that the the binaural audio from the PlayStation, and they were like mapping people's head shapes to get the right. It was all the PlayStation thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was a, like a. It was literally like a fifteen-minute chunk of the PlayStation presentation was about was this like their, their bit when they were talking about the hardware and yeah the, the yeah. early ones and the, the process yeah. it, was it road to playstation 5 i think it was something yeah like it was that. one of those but it was a later one of those mm-hmm. uh and he went on for ages about audio so we'll have to see uh what impact that has for most people or uh, i mean it makes sense if like for games that can turn on like a headphone mode right and yeah it's like well this actually moves where the the the, the sound pickup is yeah, that's all, that, it, that's all that is, really, right? Isn't it? You're just moving where the <laughs> where the uh, sound. I don't know, but it was where all the, like where the game's projecting sounds to. I mean, the main thing was it was like all custom hardware accelerated stuff that wasn't possible uh, just in software. Oh, that's so, different. That's 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 different from the whole mapping to your head thing. That's just yeah. that's the ray traced audio. Yeah, yeah, um, it was a combination of that with the head head shape mapping thing, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, ray traced audio, I think, is pretty exciting, but yeah, yeah. it's a. More so than the visual aspects in some ways. Yeah. Um, so if if I'm just saying that if P- PS5 has some sneaky ray traced audio trick up its sleeve that Xbox doesn't, that might turn out to be important, or it might not matter at all. I, I, I bet anything they're doing like that isn't is probably reproducible on yeah, the probably. GPU hardware that they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> That's probably. probably all it is. Yeah. Still cool though. Yeah. Point to Sony this time. Yeah, I do think that I like the Xbox Series X fridge thing. They do have more of a sense of humor <laughs> than Sony, that's for sure. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. genius. I mean, I love that. Come on, they that, know that, what that reveal that reveal is so like hyped epicness as well. It's, it's like all that music, dun, 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 dun. and then they had to look at a, look at some tom- tom- tomatoes and have Marcus Phoenix go. They're fucking up my tomatoes. <laughs> I, I kind of like it when Microsoft have to play the underdog and aren't being all cocky. 
it's kind of good. They do their good best work then, I think, with the yeah. the Xbox. Well, um, this somewhat leads on to the next story because you know, they've from the start they've been doubling down on back compatibility, right? Yeah, this well, is, this is their, their whole strategy, this is their, right? Yeah, yeah, this is their underdog play, if you will. Which is like um, you buy normal person buys a Series S and gets Game Pass, and then they're sorted for like the next uh-huh. five years. Yeah, and Game Pass. Personally, I you know, no secret, I think it's the best deal in gaming right now. Um, just get get yourself an ultimate account and uh, enjoy. Yes, there's a, there's a there's a, it's it's well worth it. Um, but yeah, so they they came out and said we've done. They effectively just tweeted out, "We've done the work. Everything is back compatible." <laughs> right. Aside from aside from like connect based stuff, yeah. Um, if you can play it on your bone, you can play it on Series S and X without any trouble. Nice. And it's like that's that's quite a claim. It's yeah. Like, you know, they, they they said it's like yeah, we've done like five hundred thousand plus hours of testing to 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 check all this out but but yeah it seems seems Killer. legit good good for them but uh that's a that's a hell of a client that's probably the first time might be yeah might be the first time in any console's history where they can say that but they're a hundred percent back compat other than you know accessorized stuff well except for the consoles that... that literally have the chips from the old consoles in them didn't the yeah, playstation about... 2 have a playstation 1 in it i seem to remember i think the early playstation right. 2s yeah. did and they removed and then it, they had yeah. to walk back on that and do a fully emulated route yeah um, <laughs> hilarious and i think playstation actually saying that playstation 3 i think did that as well i think the early playstation 3s had ps2s in them <laughs> so dumb <laughs> and maybe that's not true of ds and gba as well and stuff like that well, yeah, because they could could do that, but I don't know how well. I, I don't have any metrics on the compatibility of that, but no. But presumably, it was pretty good. Yeah, plug the cartridge in. Speaking of that, speaking of a DS, I uh, had there was a random DS in our house. Naturally, from the charity shop, as stuff tends to get into our house. Which which model? Like old school fat? It no, it was the light version of the regular DS. Mm, fine, but it it had an R4 card. Oh. But I'd never seen one of those before, and I was like, "Oh, let me see if this actually works." Because oh, they're illegal, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> because you, it's the charity shop probably can sell that. Well, that's what I was thinking, but I'm sure mm. they don't actually care. <laughs> probably not. And also, technically, probably something the card isn't that illegal, really. No. Uh, if if you wipe it, yeah, exactly. You can't have any content. I on mean, there definitely were ROMs on there <laughs> when I eventually got it to work because it didn't work initially because you have to set the system clock to before a certain date for it to actually function. Oh, weird. I don't know why. Huh. But I was like, it, it pops up an error that was like, check your system clock. And I was like, check it for what exactly? But then I kind of, <laughs> I kind of guessed that it would be something stupid, like you have to set it to before a certain date for it to actually work. Bizarre. I bet it was probably. Do you reckon that's a, like a compatibility feature or something against old DRM or something? Or well, I bet it. Well, I didn't actually test whether this was it as well, but I, I had a, a regular game a gba card plugged in as well so I, I reckon it was probably doing some kind of weird like cross pack thing to actually get it to function but who knows cross pack but yeah then i looked on i looked in the r4 and it was like oh there's some robs in this card mostly pokemon because <laughs> that was i guess what you would do with a with a rom bank is just run every different version of pokemon <laughs> i suppose it'd be easier to transfer pokemon well no because you'd, no, you'd still need another <laughs> <Yeah>. one <laughs> Maybe you could hack the saves around. Maybe. 
to know what how what the like internal structure of those of that whole system is apart from it being able to load the roms it has, you know it has a menu and everything but i didn't dig into it games. see what options were well there were save games in the roms so that at least works hmm. it, it was isn't one of those ones where it just can't save at all hmm. fascinating you can use it to play rhythm heaven <laughs> You can play anything, possibly. I think Rhythm Heaven's like the one game on DS that I sort of regret not playing. Mm. Is there a Switch version? Did they put a Switch version out? Uh, not yet. Uh. It was a Wii U version. Oh, yeah. The last one. Oh, yes. Or a 3DS one, if you wanted that instead. Uh, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of, actually. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Delays. <laughs> Just, delays. That's, that's pretty much the end of that news story. Just delays. Just Lots delays. Of Loads of them. Yeah. Guess what? Cyberpunk is delayed again. So much for all that crunch. <laughs> Man, that they, I they, they do, but totally to crunch. Yeah. Well, totally, they are totally crunching. Yeah. Oh. Um, the um. Oh, I found I found it quite hilarious. I was reminded. Um, by something I can't remember where, that at some point they put out a cyberpunk branded Xbox One X. Mm, yeah, um, because they thought that game was coming out. <laughs> oh man, I forget how long ago that was. That must have been ages ago now. Wow. Um, but I bet those will be worth tons now. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they're totally worthless. <laughs> like, um. Yeah, so that got delayed. Not by much. Three weeks. So it's into December now rather than November, which makes it... I mean, it's going to be difficult for people to, like in their Game of the Year, year discussions <laughs> yeah, to cover that properly. Oh, now. right. Well, that's not going to count, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. Um, uh, PlayStation 5 has lost one of its launch games, uh, which is now Destruction All-Stars has been pushed into February. So it won't be out at launch, as previously stated. Uh, what else got delayed? Oh yeah, Bravely Default 2. That was the other kind of high-profile one. Although they barely said a date as far as we could remember. Yeah, that, <laughs> They I think... said sometime this year is, for, is all we could remember them ever saying. Yeah, but now that's they've they've given it a hard date of February 26th now. And that was courtesy of a Nintendo Partner Direct because they did one of those and they said, this is the last one of these of the year. So maybe everyone's still hopeful for an actual direct, but at this rate, probably not going to happen. Pretty unlikely, right? Surely Nintendo would want to be like, we're in November for crying out loud. Surely November. I mean, unless would... they do have some super stealth Christmas release. Yeah, I but think... I don't think so. I don't see it at this point. Was well, it Pikmin Three? Right, that's the one. <laughs> well, I mean, that's out. Yeah. <laughs> so a demo for Pikmin Three. Yeah. Oh, cool. We'll talk about that later. Also, okay, good. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, what else was in that thing? Not a lot. It wasn't hugely exciting. Um, How Labs are putting out another little game, like carrying on like what seems to be Nintendo's current play of the occasional little game, uh, Part Time UFO, which uh, seems to be. I don't, I don't really know how to describe this. It's like, what if the UFO crane game was a bit deeper and you actually controlled the UFO to build stuff instead of just what trying if, to win prizes? What if Tetris was really janky? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, they did that already. It was tricky towers. It was like physics-y Tetris. Um, yeah, I mean that. Look, I mean it, it's it looked well made, but I'm not sure it's all that interesting. Co-op mode for a few hours. Uh, what else was there? Um, so, Control and Hitman Three are coming to the Switch somehow, and that somehow is that they're not coming to the Switch. They're just going to put a streaming client on your Switch, and it will be streamed off somewhere. Aha. Uh-huh. I've like actually cool. seen my flatmate playing this. Oh, really? Yeah. What, like, control cloud version or something? Yeah, through the Switch. Through the Switch? I didn't realize yeah. it was out already. Huh. Yeah, apparently. Unless that's a demo or whatever. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it looked okay, uh, like, in terms of image quality and the input lag. looked playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess this comes off the back of there was there was something else I think was it one of the Assassin's Creed games or something that did this as a sort of little experiment somewhere like not not in these I think it was like in China or something like, like someone was doing like streaming games to to switch experiments maybe Japan I don't know um, so I guess there's that I guess those tests went favorably enough that they they thought yeah we can put cloud version out but what cloud are they using is this Nintendo's got a bunch of like, I don't know like I'm, I mean, this is like IO and 505 games that publish yeah. uh, Control. Um, I mean, they're not connected to each other, right? There's no, there's no, there's no, right. under, it's not like they belong to So it's to not like Stadia a publisher initiative, or, right? No, they're, 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 they are separate things and they both come out with something called cloud version. So unless there's someone what they're working with to get this sorted, like maybe Nintendo are facilitating some third party to be involved. It does kind of make sense for Nintendo, I suppose, because it's like that's the only way that AAA games can come to Switch, right? Um, to some extent. I mean, like we we saw that, you know, there are new games still coming that way. Immortals Phoenix Rising is the example, right? Which had a bit of a showing here. It's right. like it's it's obviously visually impaired. Wait, that came out wrong. Uh, or did it? I'm not quite sure. That sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> it came out slightly, uh, slightly downgraded. Or noticeably downgraded um, from the from the big boy counterparts, but they're still doing it. They're still putting out a native version. Mm. Probably won't look as bad as Witcher Three, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's the just outer, it. All the outer worlds. Ugh. But you'd probably be better off playing Witcher Three through a streaming on Switch than playing it Maybe. native. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not like um. Latency was one of The Witcher 3's strengths. No, exactly. <laughs> well, that would make it easier, though, if you add <laughs> no, more latency from... on top of that. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah, interesting nonetheless, though, that that's become a thing. Uh, what else we got? Uh, some stuff about Hyrule Warriors. Go, Zach, go. Well, we need to talk about that later. <laughs> oh, you've played a bit, maybe? Yeah. Oh, we'll come back to it then. Um yeah, they showed some more stuff about that and how you control the big four-legged. Well, the, what, what were those things called? The beast things. The divine beasts. Divine beasts. There we go. That's not in the demo. No, I imagine not. <laughs> Makes sense, right? That was part of the story. They used those properly originally <laughs> before they went bad. That might be news. Yeah. Well, do we want to talk about Halo 
what's going on with it? I guess we don't uh, know I much. Mean, it's lost another director. There's been a new shader controversy only not in Destiny in Halo. Wait, shaders? What? Yep. In in Halo? Yep, they've gotten rid of the traditional skin color method and they're now doing shaders. What? Which may well, I'm not sure if people know whether it's specific oh. armor parts or whether it's just the whole thing. But yeah, shaders, which um, you can apply what? to vehicles, right? Yeah, and other and weapons stuff. And... Oh, I didn't hear about any of this. What, what there's, uh, there's like customization options in yeah. Infinite, then? In... Yeah, that's right. Right. Well, I mean, there always was in Halo. Well, and you really not. I mean, not hugely. There are like color options. And well, that yeah, that's what I mean. They yeah. get rid of the the standard color option switching that Halo has already always had, and put in shaders, which you know monetization. So it's just for multiplayer, <laughs> I assume. Well, so far, yeah. who knows how much of it will transfer over to the actual game? Well, the actual game's not being designed as a memo thing. Well, but it still might have co-op, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you might still need armor colors theoretically. Yeah, co-op's never. I don't even know if the the four player co-op in Halo Five or whatever you know, which you had to do online. I think it just put you into the shoes of one of the other Spartans. Well, yeah, but in that case, they all had their own design, so it didn't need colors to define them. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess technically, in some of the other Halo games, it's also been that way. I thought you were just both green, weren't you? Well, yeah, sometimes, but sometimes you weren't. There was at least what? Which one was? Would it have been that wasn't that Halo Three, right? Reach, uh, and reach yes. Yeah. Also, the armor customization for Reach. Because you had the actual armor customization as well yeah. as colors in Reach. You did, yeah. <laughs> but then in Halo 2, you were just I don't like. Know if that made it into the single player, though, does it? Yeah. I, I think it did. Or, huh. You could change your helmet, it... I think, in yeah. the single player. Huh. Yeah. Okay. In Reach. Because Halo 2, you just had the, the Arbiter and two generic elites <laughs> as the other characters. Mm. But yeah, I think, I think I'm pretty sure in free you had armor color. I seem to remember. Hmm. But anyway, yes, shaders. <laughs> so get ready for monetization. Everyone's favorite. I mean, whatever. It wasn't really a. I mean, Halo 4, Halo Five had bigger monetization monetization problems than shaders. I guess it was that it was that whole card. It, Do you remember Warzone mode or whatever yes. it was called, and that all that weird card system. But it is exactly the same controversy that Destiny had, where it's like. You're selling us the ability to do something that we could have already done before. <laughs> well, actually, it means now I can make fancier ones. True, because <laughs> like the changes that they have been talking about for Halo have been like it's not just color; it's like textures as well. Yeah, or and effects presumably yeah. and shiny. But again, that was pretty much what Reach did for free. <laughs> mm. So you know, people are annoyed as they always are when things get changed. <laughs> It's fine. I mean, I, I fall into the... I don't care. I mean, none of none of that armor stuff in previous Halo games really made a huge difference anyway. I mean, okay, color aside, as long as I can change my base color to either blue or white, fine. Don't care. The rest of the armor look just didn't really change enough to, to make it care, really. Unless you had a flaming head. That was the only well, one yeah, ever I cared yeah. about. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> You could be Ghost Rider. Yep. Negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> and then the other bit of news, I guess, just because this is something that I've been seeing a lot on my YouTube, is that No Man's Sky is, after they've only just done the Origins update, 
which I still haven't actually gone in to look at yet. They've just announced that they're doing a next generation update, <laughs> which, you know, makes the game look almost as good as it did in the original trailer. <laughs> I mean, wow. they're getting there. They're getting there. <laughs> but it is pretty nice looking. To, like, it's, it's, it's funny watching that or watching that little mini trailer of like where it does you know it does the classic like sweep fade where it's like here's what it looks like originally and here's what it looks like with all the new shit turned on and you know it does look better but then when you actually if you've played the game and you look at the guy running through this environment and you're like oh you can see the slightly janky way that they contact the floor like the running because <laughs> it's always been like that right the way you run across the train and they're like oh look there's those goddamn dihydrogen crystals that you're going to have to buy for fuel and there's that stupid plant that just is a random plant that just explodes for no reason <laughs> it's just like underneath you can still tell it's no man's sky sure <laughs> And then when they show it right at the end where they're, they're, they're like vast base building where they show like a fake city that's made out of the base components. Parts, and I, right. And, and I'm okay. like, that looks cool, but there's not going to be anything in any of those buildings because there's nothing to put in the bases. <laughs> you don't need a base that big. There's no, there's no reason to ever build that many parts. <laughs> it's the classic problem of No Man's Sky. You can, it definitely looks nicer, but underneath there's still No Man's you Sky. You can, but why? I mean, making the pla the Origins update sounds more interesting. Like, when they put new actual, like, components into the terrain generation and, like, the creature generation and stuff. Yeah. That's more important. That's, that sounds fun. Yeah, far more interesting. But making it run at 60 also, you know, that's good. <laughs> making all the graphics look nicer, that's fine. I mean, yeah, because I've... Uh... A friend of mine plays it periodically on a base PlayStation 4. Right. And it's a... Uh... It's an uncapped experience, mm. I would just, and it's. Uh, I mean, for, yeah, frame rate's not great. No, <laughs> in playing it that way, uh, honestly, um, yeah, they play it very strangely. Like they're not a gamer really, so they. they but that's that one game they like dipping into periodically, dick around for a bit, and well, then. I mean, that's definitely then, something you can do with that game. Yeah, and then leave it alone for a while, because there's not really any, you know. I mean, there is there is some amounts of progression, but not really anything that's going to be difficult to come back to, essentially. Like, you can always come back to that game wherever you are and just immediately be as good at it as you used to be. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's not really any skill-based anything, really. I mean, probably there is now a little bit with the better space combat and the, like, freighter missions. And no, where they made the combat slightly more important. It's like fulfill that role of being able to zen out in a game for a bit. Does it fit that? I mean, kind of, but it depends on like what you want to do with it because it's it's hard to it's easy to if you if you're satisf satisfied by something really simple, then yes, you probably can get zen onto just like jumping from planet to planet and just going around looking at just stuff. ticking boxes. But like, there's not there's there's no mechanics to that. That's the trick. Mm. Like, it's not it's not a mechanical zen. You're not doing a thing and like zoning into it. Because you, there's no, re there's oh no, no, I don't mean like the the sort of flow. Well, no, like but, guitar hero flow. But <laughs> yeah. there's there's no Tetris flow. There's almost no reason yeah. to do that. Is what I really mean. Like there's no not that at a certain point you have you have a you have a sort of a hard cut in No Man's Sky between like exploration just to see things and making any progress, which normally means you actually just stay still. <laughs> Because then you're not wasting resources traveling around all the time, <laughs> mm. which is why, which is where the whole like base building thing became weird. 
because once they once they at first when they introduced space moving you thought like this is completely against the way this game is meant to be played right because the whole point is you're meant to just explore and go further and progress towards the center of the galaxy so having a fixed base that you have to keep going back to seems like the complete opposite but then like the actual mechanics of the game kind of work better if you have a fixed base to just stay at and like stay in the local vicinity of mm. so they're sort of fighting each other a little bit yeah a little bit but then it, you know, then it turned out that once you'd travelled through like five systems, you'd seen everything anyway. So, <laughs> so then you practically don't stay in systems at all, even when you're travelling. You just warp in, look at the planets for a second, and see if any of them have even anything you care about, even slightly, and then just warp out, <laughs> just move on towards the centre of the galaxy. It's a very weird thing depending on which storyline you're following because haven't they added more storylines to make it well the, the different storylines really function mostly the same and because yeah. it's all it's all integrated into the procedural generation anyway like when you get a mission that says go to a place it just spawns in one of the nearby systems to where you are oh, okay so you just have to go like normally you just go one jump away and then you're at wherever the mission is it's not really specific and then like the other the other type of mission where it's like you find these big space station things that, that you have to find a certain number of or whatever. Those are just, you know, randomly seeded throughout the universe. So there's always one within within like a couple of jumps or whatever. Mm. That's the disadvantage of random generation of that kind. Too predictable. Yeah. And you know, same applies for the mission structure or whatever when they implemented actual missions, where it's like, yep, go here, shoot some things. <laughs> Traditional randomly generated visions. Mm. But yeah, it, it definitely looks better. And again, it would be nice if they could go back and fix the UIs, maybe. Because <laughs> that's something that they don't show in any of those trailers, of course. Show the pretty scenery and animals and whatnot, but don't show the horrendous UI problems. <laughs> Which we'll get onto again later with these other games that I need to talk about. <laughs> UI situations. Right, I think that's some news, and then we better get onto that, then, should we? But uh, yeah, first, right. Rob, what have you been playing? What, what? <laughs> what, what, what? Uh, yeah, not, as I said, said earlier, not a huge amount this time, because I've been a little a little distracted in mid-year to dear. Um, Splatoon had a thing this weekend. Yep, because they they brought back Splatterween. They can't help continuing to do things in Splatoon. Well, it's a rerun. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rerun of a Splatfest they did in 2018. Um, not one of my favourite ones. It has to be said. It's like, well, okay, yeah, they 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 spruce up the square or yeah. whatever in 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 appropriate spookiness. Um, but the um, they also brought back the bad shifty station level. Like it's uh, the bad one. Uh, well, most of them I like, but that one, this one was particularly irritating um, because it's a, it's uh, it's a level where the only way across the central point of the map is via two ink rails. Right. So if you're playing against a coordinated team, they just make it so you cannot get up those rails because mm. they will have control of them the whole time. There's no way you can, like, once someone has set a rail for you to grind up into their colour, it takes a certain period of time before it turns off. Mm. Um, it's not like I can go up to it and start shooting at it and reduce its colour <laughs> to turn it back to my way. So 
<laughs> an organized team, which apparently still exists, surprisingly, <laughs> in Splatoon, uh, will just camp those out so you can't actually progress across half the map. Um, and every time you try, we'll just, just gun you down. And it's a royal pain in the jacksy. Um, so that level kind of sucks. Um, which is a shame. Uh, and also, I feel like I think it must. This must be due to like what must be a lower player count or something. My online experience was pretty ropey this time round. Um, as in, games would disconnect. I'd get chucked out of lobbies randomly. Um, hit reg during game sessions was atrocious in a couple of times. <laughs> like just laggy as hell. Um, all stuff I didn't really experience during the heyday of Splatoon. Like I mean, yeah, it was there from time to time, but it, oh boy, this was this was a whole suite of trouble. I mean, yes, I'm also out of practice. My aim was shocking. Um, <laughs> my sort of motion controlled, twitchy, clenchy hands <laughs> don't really <laughs> don't really work quite as well as they once did. But I'm sure I can relearn all that. Um, uh, but yeah, even when it, you know. There were just clear circumstances. It was like, I'm shooting at that guy. I'm running up behind him and shooting him, and there's no hit rage going on. So, screw this game today, I guess. But, you know, it's still pretty addictive. I still play quite a bit of it. <laughs> Splatoon's still great, but it needs its player base to be good. I think otherwise it starts matchmaking you with high latency scenarios, which the game does not handle well. So, roll on Splatoon 3, I guess. But Maybe. I um, but I heard a lot of that team were like I, I did I did a little digging and went and looked around a few forums and things and apparently the team that that you know monolith was moved on to uh, helping with Animal Crossing at one point mm. so you know they might they're probably not working on Splatoon three <laughs> well there's not much work to do in Animal Crossing I mean technically they're doing those up the, all the updates to Animal Crossing but that's that's not like engine work that's like yeah. content work yeah maybe they're back on it now or something but you know in the lead up for Animal Crossing they were. Yeah, pulled pulled across. So goes the story. Uh, so there's that. Um, uh, what else have I been doing? I, yeah, I carried on with um, Shovel Knight, King of Cards. I think I'm I'm getting through that slowly. I might be uh, about seventy five percent of the way through. That thing's quite. It's quite a chunky bit of extra content, honestly. Um, I think. And I this has, this this has the sort of like the I mean I mean it's it, it's good it's Shovel Knight it, like pretty much every every bit of Shovel Knight is good in some way but it has the same problem that I have with like old style game difficulty in that um, in order to make things harder what they do is just add more irritation <laughs> to the level yeah. design and as things go on so there's been there's been a couple of real shonky ass levels that have just been absolute nightmares and no fun to retry. Like there's, um, the, I think the worst examples has been a couple occasions where they've had vertical fixed scrolling levels because everyone loves a fixed scrolling level, but it's a vertical fixed scrolling level that's going down. And so, okay, the danger is that I don't know what I'm jumping onto, right? Because the screen's not scrolling fast enough, except there's a kill plane that's moving as well so it's like if, if i want to be like well i know i can jump down there it's like i can't i've got to sit there and wait for the screen to get there until that platform is on screen and then i can jump down and it's just some bullshit well that's like the tower in v 
Uh, it was essentially although that one was technically upwards not downwards but it had yeah, upwards kill, makes more sense kill plane right? at both ends yeah, so kill, you had kill, to stay in the, in the middle zone kill plane above makes no sense to me like and or you know kill plane in the direction you're trying to travel to get away from the obstacle but that's I mean otherwise it wouldn't be fixed scrolling right because then if you jumped off the top when and the kill plane wasn't there then the scroll I mean, would it, have I, to catch up to you I mean it wouldn't, yeah which, which better games do <laughs> Yeah, but that's not that's part of the challenge is staying within the bounds of the thing. That was how it was in V, because was, there were certain jumps where you had to wait until the last possible moment where the platform actually comes on screen for you to be able to jump. Sure, but it. you can present it differently, right? Like you can have it so that like uh, the screen maybe could scroll a little bit to bring like the bottom where the plane is off the bottom on screen or something like that. It's just I don't know, it's boring. Like and I've got to try it when you when when it well, goes, also scrolling is always boring. Yeah, at a certain point, it's boring and tedious and irritating, especially when there may be a thing you want to do after that section that if you fluff up you then have to go do the auto scroll again and you're like ah <laughs> i don't know i hate it i think i think it's bad um uh it just it would be i'd be happier with a scrolly up than a scrolly down <laughs> but why though what is it any different about that well because like you can just fall faster whereas if i'm jumping up i like to be able to see what i'm jumping to <laughs> i don't know this makes more sense to me Anywho, um, yeah. Then there was a fairly irritating boss fight where you're in a you're in a boat basically. This little boat that you have to shoulder barge around this river, and um, uh, of course, falling in water is instant death. So you're in this tiny little boat trying to fight a boss that can sometimes shove your boat out of the way. So if you time an attack badly, you're, or something just happens sometimes, or if you get hit in a certain way because it's an old style game, so it has knockback, you just fall in the water and die. And it's like. Okay, I've got to start the boss fight from the beginning again. <laughs> As, I don't know. Just there's there's little things here and there that are just irritating. And even the card game aspect that I initially thought was quite clever. It's like Okay, it's still pretty clever, but it's adding a lot of like mechanics as it goes on, like cards that do weird things, cards that, whose directionality flips after every time they're interacted with, cards who will act on their own every turn. Um, because they and so the sort of like shove match of the game becomes way harder to think through because things are just happening every turn. Um, uh, I mean, you can think it through, but it just means the AI just has a huge leg up on you because it understands everything that's going to happen, <laughs> right? And it's like I don't know. Uh, I think it's 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 still quite well implemented, but it's just there are certain circumstances. I think certain draws where it feels like, well, I couldn't have possibly won this game with the hand I got. Um, I need to, and yeah, there's deck management, so you could then go go away and reorganize your deck so that particular hand couldn't come up against that opponent. But there's just enough variation going on in how boards are constructed and how, uh, yeah, and how the order of play may play out. That means there's an element of random in there, which, like any card game, I guess, that can sometimes just be frustrating more than fun. Um, and it's like I, I saw that coming, and there's nothing I could have done about it, kind of feeling. Um, which is also the feeling I get playing a bit more Gears Tactics, because <laughs> oh. I, I played a couple more missions on that, and I'm in one of those like I played a couple more of the main missions, which I think are fine, and then I've got a couple of side missions that are some bullshit. <laughs> 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 it's just. There's one in particular where it's like I'm only allowed to take there's a there's a side mission style where it's territory control effectively. You have to have a guy on there there are two resource points 
and you gain a point for being in control of those resource points and the enemy gains a point for having control of those resource points when they're there and you're not. Um, now, normally you get four guys to do these missions, but in this particular one, I've only got two guys, meaning I have to put one guy on each point. Um, and you have to do that because the locust gain need far fewer points than you to win the level. So if you le- so if I left one unguarded, they would just go on it and score the points needed to win, while I was guiding the other one. So you have to split your pile. But oh my god, there are so many people that spawn in. They spawn in faster than I can deal with. There's, the cover is terrible, so there's nowhere to hide. So I'm I'm getting shot every turn whilst trying to deal with the hordes coming at me. Uh, if they get too close to the point, then the the point neutralizes, so no one's scoring anything. And it's just this is some nonsense. There's no like. I've tried it a few times and I can't figure out a way to do it. As like other than perhaps bring in some cheap combination of classes, but then that the way that the side mission stuff in this game works, I then can't use those characters again to do the other side missions uh-huh. until I've cleared enough side missions to move the story on. And it's like so I feel like I'm in a bit of a catch twenty two with this, and I found that whole experience really frustrating. And it's like I gave you another chance, Gears Tactics. You blew it. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a uh, a low light. So let's talk about two new things that I've been dabbling with. Um, after I was fairly disappointed with After Party, I have not played that anymore. <laughs> I've actually, I have, I have actually dropped that. I'm not going to go back to it. Success, uh, Rob has stopped playing a game for Jay. I know it was just too irritating. Um. And I've replaced it with something reasonably similar. I've been playing yeah. Night in the Woods. Night in the Woods. Somewhat similar. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think it won tons of awards or something, right? Yeah. This is like a quite well-renowned thing. Um, so much so that it appeared on a question of University Challenge a few weeks back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of the answers. It's like, can you, can you name this game? We like, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> How many answers did you get right in that game? Of I mean, I got that. Challenge? I got that. I got that round. Like it was one. It was that the bonus question. So there was three of them, and it's like I got that round put spot on. I was quite happy. There was all... a question on only connect this week about bloody Smash Brothers, and <laughs> okay. I'm like, shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm so smart. Shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is most of what you did at university. To be fair, is that you set up oh, a yeah. society for the video games. Well, you guys could. Probably, I mean, now I've told you what the answer is. It's super easy, right? Because like the first clue was. It's like you know what only connect is about. It's about make the sequences, right? Yeah. This was the uh, what's the last in this sequence round, and it's like and the first clue was melee. So I'm immediately thinking, oh, <laughs> and then the second clue was brawl, and I'm like, yeah, well, I know this now. <laughs> it's disappointing. It should have been like, should have been like curvy, and then something else. How lab did <laughs> like? Oh wow, yeah, that would have been quite tricky. But they, you know, you know, video games still don't make their way into no, these yes. sort of shows very often. It's like they have had questions about games before, like um, they'll they'll put the power ups from Mario Kart on screen or yeah. something, and be like, "What's this from?" Or play this video game sound effect and see if you can identify. Yeah, it. and it's the ring sound from Sonic, <laughs> or it'll be the Tetris theme or something obvious, you know. I think they may have used the um, they might have used the Skyrim theme at one point, right, in the music round. Uh, yeah, so I'm playing Night in the Woods, um, which is a narrative 
It's basically a narrative game. There's not. A, it's like a visual novel, but not replaced. Not not presented as a visual novel. I guess. Um, you 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 play as May, a twenty year old college dropout who. <laughs> well, it's not really explained why she came. She dropped out of college. She's clearly had some sort of troubled backstory at some point because everyone refers to an incident that happens. That happened, and uh, great at the, at the start of the game, people. Some people are referring to you as killer, and it's never really. I'm, I'm like, I think a good portion of the way for it, and none of that's been explained yet. Um, but hey, you, so you, you like what. Amanda Knox or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I think you're just um. My t- my take on May so far is that she's just a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of an anarchist type. You know, that sort of free spirit. I suppose, and hasn't quite made sense of her place in the world, and uh, has had some trauma along the way. Um, but anyway, you don't, you don't, you come home from college, and it's about you reconnecting with your hometown and your and your and your friends, and how they've moved on in life, and how you seemingly haven't. Uh, and stuff happens from there. It's like it, you know, it's very slow. <laughs> it's like it, it, I thought after party was slow getting getting places and it's like this is just as slow however it is saved by the fact that the writing is actually pretty decent this time around it's not nearly as irritating um I feel like it's quirkier and funnier than after parties um uh and you know it's it, it, there's there's enough <sighs> Again, I hate to keep doing these comparisons, but I played these games back to back, right? So, like, where after party was just like, why am I dead? Why is hell like this? Why everything was an obvious question. Whereas here, it's all a bit like, okay, why? Who is this person, and why are they being? Why are they acting this way about it? And then you learn a little bit more, and it's like, okay, so what happened to make these two characters? You know, it feels more nuanced and, and like more personal, and the 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 big questions kind of don't become what you're focused on to some degree. You're, you become more interested in, okay, what happened between these two at some point? Like not, why am I here? <laughs> the whole, like, why did I drop out of school thing sort of becomes less important and, uh, or it feels less important than you just getting on with your, your life. And it's, uh, I don't know. I think it's well-constructed. I wish it was faster telling its story because <laughs> good God, is it slow? It, it's kind of compounded by ha- its own presentation in a way. Cause it's got this, this nice flat cutesy art style where everyone's an animal for some reason. Yet there are also animals in the world. Like your, your, your family are cats, but there's also like regular cats. <laughs> and at some point there's rats, but there's also like rat people. So it's like, it's clearly like the animal, the animal, the anthropomorphized animal thing is just a presentation thing. You're not, you're not actually cats in this world. What makes you say that, though? Well, because there's no, there's absolutely nothing to suggest that you're a cat, other than the fact that you look like a cat. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't. And it's like, that doesn't necessarily mean that's not no, true. Like crocodile lizard people and bird people, and like no one's ever called that, except for the, <laughs> except for the one time where they are. Like there's a, there's a, there's a mini game like in there called Demon Tower, which is like a a basic roguelike right. game which is actually pretty good i quite like it i'd like I, when i discovered it i kind of beat it <laughs> immediately it's like it was, it was fun um uh but the uh but they refer to the main character and that as the pale cat and there are bird wizards so it's like oh okay right maybe they do actually pay attention to animals 
I don't know. It's a bit confusing. But yeah, it's never it's never made a thing of uh, for whatever reason. But uh, what I mean by like the presentation making thing is like in order to get to places, you always start at your house in the morning or mid afternoon. It's suggested the way you actually wake up, <laughs> student, I guess. Um, and then you wander across town to get to to go see people. But it's never made one hundred percent clear what you're supposed to be doing that day. So you kind of have to go and find the people to talk to and then they'll they might suggest that you go do something and if you say yeah that will kind of move the story on and then you'll end that day with an activity it's basically um, persona i mean kind of yeah <laughs> um uh, you might stumble upon things in the world that give you something else to do sometimes there's little things little mini games but uh or one-offs things to do uh but the, the problem is like yeah you're you're retreading that ground quite a lot you're walking across town to get to a thing you know what and sometimes it might have been nice to have like like a like a quick travel to be like just go home button or just a go home button would be quite nice mm. <laughs> like a uh i don't know because you, you're spending a lot of time just walking around um which is fine it's supposed to be breezy but uh, you know as i say the narrative pace is slow enough that adding a whole lot of extra walking into the mix slows it down a little too much for me but Whatevs. And I wish that there's one technical problem, at least on Xbone where I'm playing it, uh, that I really wish didn't exist. It's like the music can't play back properly sometimes. It's like it's still playing, but it's got like choppy cut noises in it. You know, like sort of like look, those little clicks you get as a sound isn't quite playing out right. Right. And it's doing that almost constantly, which is a shame because the music's pretty good. Uh, and the sound design generally is pretty good in this. Like it, it chooses not to do any kind of speech noises most of the time. So it's quite quiet and somber. So it relies on its environmental and music to, to carry its audio. Um, and for the almost all of the music to be hit with this bug that I can't seem to shake can be pretty irritating. Hey, you can sort of play a Guitar Hero-like game in there if you really want. It's, <laughs> got, it's got, like, bass hero. <laughs> it's, it's all right, but I'm not quite sure I understand what why it was such a big deal, if you see what I mean. Well, maybe the ending's going to be dramatic. Yeah, maybe something happens. Maybe something curtails it all around. Um, I did... Uh, I wondered if I was missing something, so I did go and read a, re a non-spoilery review. Um, while I was playing with it, and I think it might, might have been the Kotaku one, or no, it was Polygon, I think Polygon, and uh, uh, she, the, the review there basically said, try and get over the whole waiting for the story to happen thing. Like you shouldn't be waiting for the story to happen; just just let it sink in. And it's like that's fine. Sometimes I need some story. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I need a hook, but. But there's, the, there's there's little hooks here and there. It's not like one big hook. It's just like it's, it gets its tiny little talons. In. <laughs> Zip tiny talons. That's all right. I'm gonna. I will finish this one. Okay. I will keep, carry on. It's it, you know. I'm not gonna drop out of college. Uh. And more interesting to you, Zach, well, uh, maybe both of you actually. The other game I've been playing because I had a £10 coupon to spend on Epic Store. 
Okay. And a, Where did you get that from? I don't know. It just ran. I just had. A look, <laughs> I just had a look, and I just had one. Okay. And I was like, all right, let's 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 get ten pound off a game. I picked up Art of Rally. No, right. Because I was kind of tempted by it, and it's a minimalist, top-down Zen drifting. I thought I needed a. I, th- I thought I needed. I'd, I'd like quite like a relaxing game of some sort that's not but i'm still doing something right i'm like a game where i'm still doing something rather than just walking around talking to not animals right okay uh, <laughs> uh i don't know how i i haven't really thought about how i'm going to talk about this right it is a very straight-faced rally game other than the very start of it where you're talking to buddha as a car for some reason okay uh, and, and and buddha basically says hey trees aren't your friends and then that's definitely true yeah and, and then from there what about on, rocks though <laughs> i mean rocks are probably okay i don't know if they are rock on um and yeah and from there on you're you're just driving it but it dumps you in finland um on a sort of coned off bit of track and you can just and you just says yeah just go driving and, and like so the game splits itself into two two modes really there's 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 career mode and free roam free roam just lets you go on the on the there are like six environments i think and you can just drive around them at your leisure there are things to i think if you drive every road you will find like rally letters and or letters to spell the word rally and cassette tapes and, and there's a hidden van in each area and you can just drive around and get, get a feel for the controls um which is a good thing because you're going to need to because the handling model in this is harsh I would say it's not it's not an arcade racer at all. It is like a it is sim style tech, but presented in a uh, you know presented with this like top down minimalist look, and it's uh, it is it is it is good. It, it takes some practice to get used to it. It's uh, you've got to it's got this weird like not sense of speed. I would describe it as like because you're so far away from the car from the viewpoint. Right, you're not fe- you don't feel like you're really going super quick, and that can be a bit that can make judging how fast you're supposed to be traveling for turns quite hard at first, because yeah, effectively you need to be going a lot slower than you think to ter- to make turns. Otherwise, you're just going to slide off them into the barriers, um, and uh, yeah, so you, you have to get a, get get a handle on it pretty pretty quickly. Um, yeah, go slow, learn it. Um, it will put you in like. Uh, what it calls group two cars first, like old old school. We're talking sixties and seventies cars here. None of it's licensed, but boy, are they old cars! Like here's here's a mini. <laughs> they can't call it a mini, but here's a mini. Mm. Here's here's an old Ford Escort. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. And it's it's and I really like that side of this game as well. It's 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 very much a celebration of the golden age of rally. It's like the golden era. It's like it's like here's. Here's everything you want. Here's the, all those old cars. Here's a Ford Escort Mark II. Here's, um, here's eventually the Del- the Lancia Delta Integrale. Here's here's the Wedge, <laughs> and all that. Here's his um um the Mitsubishi and the Subaru right at the end, um, uh, and and it presents itself as that. You play a season. You eat every season of randomly generated rallies represents a year, right. Uh, I, when I say randomly generated, they're not procedural. Like the tracks aren't being generated, which is a bit of a shame. They're just in those free roam environments, and there's some rib- predefined ribbons in those environments. Right. Um, uh, but there's enough of them so far that you know, I haven't found them, you know, noticeable repeats. All that, all that tedious. Um, 
and it just generates like like oh here's a rally of some random stages here's a um uh here's a season of maybe two two or three rallies with a random set of stages in each of them uh and then off you go then you just rally you just drive these routes and try and be fast and that's kind of it really it's it's as straight as it comes but i like it um it's worth mentioning it's got this I don't know if it's out of place or not. It's got this like synth wave, retro wave soundtrack that's playing the entire time. It doesn't stop. Um, kind of reminiscent of modules work from Shatter. Right. If that makes sense. Um, and it's just sort of there. It's just sort of playing. I think if you don't like it, that's fine. You could just turn it off and then put Spotify on in the background. It's like, <laughs> that's kind of what I think. I think it's all, it's all just going for this, like, Hey man, just drive. It's, okay. all going, it's all going for Buddha. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense given that their previous game from Fun Selector was Absolute Drift Zen Edition. Yeah, and was know. possibly even less like graphically detailed. Well, yeah, that was just white and red. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a concept game. <laughs> it was a concept game. <laughs> Drift concept. Yep. Bonus rally. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Where where I think like things could be tightened, um, if I was to, if I was to be critical, because that's what I do, um, if it feels too much like slow mo rally, um, that that effect is lessened as you um, get the faster groups and the faster cars, and by the end of it, it feels fine. But I kind of it ne- it never feels like I'm really traveling at the speed it says I'm traveling at, mm. um, and uh, I think the physics model. A bit like Dirt Rally, actually, but this is kind of an extreme. It's like it's a little too low grav for my tastes. It's like if you take if you if you if you hit a jump, you get a lot of hang time. Yeah, but that's probably intentional um, in this one, maybe stylistically. But it means if if you also crash, it means the crashes look really stupid because <laughs> <laughs> you you just sort of spin around and fly for a bit. You get could get some serious height going on. It's like they don't feel quite as like, like you know you hit a tree at hundred miles an hour. You want it to be like <laughs> just like 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 you know so things happen very quickly right they don't happen in real life here. though yeah exactly they don't happen quickly here it's slow mo rally um I, I kind of wish that was a bit up. and they've sometimes the when you do collide with stuff there's like an intentional spin effect applied to the cars now i had i did go look this up on the forums and this is a, a um an intentional decision by the developer to discourage collisions is that there's a there is a hefty, um, what do you call it? A rotational force put on the car when you, whenever you hit anything. So if you like sideswipe a tree, for instance, there's a good chance you're going to get turned into that tree, uh, which is irritating. But hey, they want to be harsh on people cocking up, right? And it's an intentional decision to make your cock ups feel bad, um, uh, because they want the leaderboards for online play and stuff like that to be pretty competitive they want to reward those for clean runs and it's like okay yeah i I can see it but as you're learning it's quite frustrating because like any little mistake will see you like your car just facing into a barrier so you've got to do that i've got to reverse out of it and then go forwards again rather than you know you can't just scrape along barriers which is you know it's fair enough but it makes it makes the learning process a bit bit maybe a bit more tedious than you than you might want it um but hey it's a good game it's a good little game Art of Rally by Fun Selector. How much did you pay for it after the discount? Nine pounds. Okay, then. 
it's normally about 19 to 20. Well, yes, uh, I figured yeah. that from yeah, the 10 pound yeah. <laughs> It's available for that same amount of money on Steam or Epic. Um, and I think it's on GOG as well. Probably. Seems um, like a game that would be. It's not available on console. Um, not yet, at no. least. Um, Put that on the Switch. And I, uh, I read. So this is this may be the mistake of me buying it on Epic because it seems like most of the community is on Steam, as you would expect. Yeah. Um, and but the leaderboards the... aren't cross-platform. Right. Yeah, they they aren't they aren't they're not they're not just PC. They're like they're not cross-gaming platform either. So I guess GOG players might have even less of a community <laughs> there, which did mean the first time I played a daily challenge, I came second. Well, I mean that is an advantage, kind of. And I've barely played it, you know. <laughs> also, there's no achievements in the Epic version. Which well, is, sure. This is a drawback. <laughs> they but... never implemented those. But hey, it's doing what I want it to do. I just want to. I, I did just want to drive, and this presents it in a nice enough way to, for me to do that with a <laughs> controller and not need to get my full wheel wheel setup out. Right. Although apparently it does have some wheel support, so maybe that maybe I have to try that at some point. <laughs> it seems like it would be weird. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's cool. Not a rally. And that is me! Okay, good. Oh, wait, I played that new Valorant level. I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> right. I, it's probably just because I have to learn it. Well, yes, you know. it's new. It's, yeah. it's called Icebox because it's in the ice and there's a lot of containers. <laughs> oh, it's not just because it's in the ice, also box. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of boxes, yeah. <laughs> His dad's still there. He's been very quiet. It doesn't seem like it. Is he dropped off the team's feet? It's time for your Pikmin's and your Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Time for the other stuff. Now for your Nintendo hour. I I guess. And some other stuff. Not that much other stuff, really. Um, It's very... In fact, briefly get through all the other stuff first. Because we don't need to talk about what I've been doing in Factorio, apart from, you know, space exploration. I've actually colonized another planet now, so that happened. Ah. And it's, and it's also, it did technically have enemies on it, but so few that I just eliminated them immediately. So now it's my <laughs> now it's just a big ball of pollution. I can pollute as much as I want, and it doesn't even matter. <laughs> That's the spirit. Well, except unfortunately, because of the way space engines is as a mod, space engines, space exploration as a mod inside Factorio works. Wherever you're polluting, it still counts towards the enemy's evolution overall. So no matter which planet you're polluting on, all the enemies everywhere get stronger. <laughs> which is unfortunate, but mm. not really re- relevant because by the time I'd got to this point, the enemies were almost at maximum evolution anyway. So so next time you visit a planet, it might be a problem? Yeah. Starting a new planet is like technically more difficult, except obviously your technology is scaled to a point where you should be able to deal with it anyway. Mm. Because probably if they weren't evolved on a new planet, it'd be too easy. <laughs> right, yeah. You just go in, the, in there and kill them all super quick. So there's that. Um, I briefly wanted to mention Rocket League because I made a mistake about the Rocket League UI, except it was st- it's still, not, still doesn't absolve their bad UI, <laughs> which is that when you start a search, I said that you could only go to the garage or training. Right. But that's because I thought that because there's two giant buttons underneath the search where it says searching. It says go to the garage or training while you wait. And I thought that was all you could do. But what it actually is, is uh, it's because I misread their terrible UI. Because when you start a search now, 
when you hit the start search button and you're on this screen where it says searching and it has those two giant buttons, you can press B to back out of that screen and go back to the other menus because right. now cancel search is on its own separate button. You just push Y and it cancels the search wherever you are. Oh, what, rather than putting focus into the search Rather than screen, having like right? a search box that ha- takes focus and then has its own cancel button or whatever. Right. So technically you can go to any part of that menu. It just, it just, really that's, it's not necessarily a problem with the UI so much as it's a problem if you were already familiar with the UI previously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's a, it's, a cha- it's a change in paradigm that's just a bit frustrating if you're used to it. And also I keep cancelling searches all the time because I, cause Y used <laughs> to be the button to open the, uh, yeah, open the searching and see, window. And see the details which you can no longer see. Yeah. yeah. So every time, I, every time I'm doing a search and it drops back to menu, I'd always used to push Y to open the search box so I can see what, you know, what, how through the process it had got. But now every time I go back to the menu, I hit Y, I'm like, oh, should I just cancel the search? Mm. <laughs> then I have to navigate back through to the find search button again. So annoying but like not as bad as I thought it was, technically. <laughs> <laughs> and then... A modicum of annoyance. Yes. Uh, it was Halloween in Animal Crossing, which I nearly forgot. <laughs> Fortunately, Halloween lasted until midnight, so I didn't <laughs> didn't manage to completely forget. I got on at about 11. I was like, oh shit, Halloween, I got to get in there and spend this candy that I'd been building up, which I correctly predicted that you'd need a certain amount of. Actually, I probably needed more than I had managed to acquire, because hmm. it, it's still slightly random. You give your villagers their candy when they trick-or-treat, and then you get... Sometimes they give you a lollipop, which is the specific candy you need to hand in to the jack-o'-lantern guy to get the specific Halloween stuff. But he only has like three or four different items, rather than a lot of the events you get like 10 hmm. so he he had a lot less so i didn't have to have that much which is okay because of the limited amount you could get anyway because hmm. it has an annoying system like so through the month of october you could buy the candy in the store but you could only buy one piece per day so obviously the maximum you could have would be 31 i guess <laughs> for the whole of october but since, since you only needed to get like four of these specific halloween items from doing this process i only used about probably about 20 i guess in total i didn't actually have 20 because there's a way to get more which is that certain ones of your villagers stay in their houses instead of being outside and then you go and trick-treat at their house and they'll give you more but they they are they're on a weird like timed cooldown. so like oh. you can only you can only go and get you can get one more bit of candy for each of them every like i didn't i couldn't work out how long it was it's was probably like five or ten minutes real time so even during the hour that I had, I still was like, I might run out of time. <laughs> I might not be able to trigger treat enough extra candy to get the last items. But I did, luckily. So it was all good. But yeah, the, Made whole, it. the whole amount of effort that was for that one night seemed kind of like weird for Animal Crossing. It's like It was a very long setup for this incredibly short period of time that you mm. had to do the thing. Technically, it lasted from 5pm until midnight. So no, that's quite, that's quite a thin window. Yeah, for being only one day as well, because a yeah. lot of the other events have been multi-day things. Sucks if you couldn't get to it. Well, I mean, you know, there's always time travel. <laughs> Just <laughs> change your system clock. Yeah, yeah, sure. I did do that one time. I forget what event that was for that I did that, but I missed it by like, well, I missed it right at the end. So I was just like, I'll just set my time zone back an hour and <laughs> then I'll have an hour to deal with it. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Because I'm well out of the turnip market, so it doesn't matter if I time travel at this point. It won't ruin all my turnips. Mm. 
I've still got 12 million in the bank <laughs> from my last batch of turnips. Does that, <laughs> does that screw it up then if you try and... Yes, turnips are the one... Turnips have always been the thing in Animal Crossing that's like meant to prevent the time travel. Whereas like if it detects that you've changed the date, all your tenants just go wrong. <laughs> huh. So if you've invested a ton of money... But only, that, the, only the ones that are on the market. Well, the, the, it's the ones that you own during that week because that's how the turnips work. They go rotten at the end of the week anyway. Okay. If you don't sell them off. But if it detects that you've changed the date, they automatically go off. Oh, I say sorry. I thought you went, you had 12 million turnips in the bank. No. Not, yeah, right. Okay, I've got 12 million money Bells. in the bank after my, yeah. after my one big last run on the turnips. And that's more money than I'll probably ever need because I've already, I've already got the most expensive item that I think there is in the game, the crown, which is one and a half million. So that's not even close to the 12 million that I had. So I'm probably good on money. Probably. That was that was helpful because then I don't have to worry about it any longer. I don't have to worry about getting in on Sunday to buy turnips. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, and now we can talk about those two demos that, we need, that I played on the Switch. Pikmin 3. Uh, I played the demo of it. And I'm sure, like, it, it, well, in both of these cases, I, again, it's like UI problems that I've been having at the moment, apparently, with all games. <laughs> <laughs> but in Pikmin 3, so I went in there, like, and it's a weird situation where the fact, obviously, it would have been like this on the Wii U as well. But like the fact that they have a more modern controller with more buttons means that they've made some weird decisions that I feel like has made the controls worse <laughs> somehow. The first one is like probably this is just nostalgia and it's like it's not actually good. But I don't like the new way the camera works. Remind me how it, you know, what the differences are. Well, the original ver version, obviously, because it was on a GameCube controller and they didn't want mm. to use the C stick for that. The original version, you when you pulled in the trigger, it re-centered on where your cursor was. So right. it would like, rotate behind you so the cursor was in front. But then you could like partially hold the trigger, which would keep it following it as you were moving around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. So that, that was how it used to work. And now, obviously, now that so, they... Because they didn't have the click. Yeah, because they don't yeah. have a click now. So obviously, they couldn't do it the exact same way on the Switch. But now that you've got a proper second analog stick, obviously the camera rotation is just on that. You just yeah. rotate the camera on the second analog stick. But wasn't that important because you'd use it to push the Pikmin around before? Yes, that's the problem. Now that they don't have the C stick to maneuver the Pikmin group like you used to, that's not there any longer. What? Which... Oh, what? So there's no Pikmin pushing? Well, there's sort of. They've replaced it with these two other things, one of which you don't even get in the demo. The one you don't get in the demo is at a certain point you unlock the dodge whistle, where you can push left or right on the D-pad and you just dodge roll to the side right and all the all the Pikmin follow you. Hmm. So you can sort of evade attacks like that. And then the other one is there's a button, one of the face buttons does like a charge where just all the Pikmin just run forwards okay. in the direction you're facing, which sort of helps but neither of them are nearly as useful. It's not quite the same. No, yeah. it's not. The problem I have with it is the main thing that I that you used 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 to use the C stick maneuvering for was to just get Pikmin to pick shit up, right? You just yeah. mush your group against the item, and then they and then that would automatically like get the maximum number of Pikmin on it as well. Yeah, usually that was really helpful. But now you the now you either you know individually throw Pikmin at things, oh. which is slightly easier now that you have like the ability to lo to lock on. Mm. 
but or you use the charge attack providing you're facing exactly at the thing or you could lock on and use the charge attack which makes it a bit more accurate but again it's just like there's slightly it's slightly too much more complicated for a thing that was so much easier when you just push them with the c stick i'm surprised there's not options to fly away i guess they hmm. rolled it all they must have i'm guessing that's because the wii u version right they were trying to push you using the tablet as a, as well, a control mechanism um, i guess but I'm, I'm having a hard time working out what the controls would have been that the tablet was used I mean, for buttons on screen probably maybe but i don't know if it was it, i've got no idea yeah. and also i don't i did briefly try it by turning on the gyro aiming which would have been pointer aiming on the on the wii u right version. yeah but i don't I get along with that at all because there's two options for that you can either have it so that the gyro aiming only moves the cursor like in and outwards so like it's still fixed to the direction you've rotated it, but the it distance, but yeah. the gyro so, so, so like splatoons up and down. Basically. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. And then the other option is you can have it fully gyro, but it's weird because like it, it's still fixed to like a line, and then you can turn slightly to move that like the angle of that line a little bit, but you still need to use the recenter to like if you're doing a major turn. So like the gyro aiming becomes sort of locked to the screen rather than the direction you're facing. Mm. Which is just I couldn't get the hang of that at all. I think I prefer it in general with just the gyro off entirely. So that's kind of awkward and annoying. But yeah, the C stick thing is the is one of the major problems. And then the other major problem I had was that they've unnecessarily complicated like dismissing Pikmin. Because previously, previous games, you had one button for dismissing Pikmin and one button for switching captains in Pikmin 2 when you had two people to switch between. Mm. And that was, you know great but now for some reason even though they have more buttons to work with on this controller they've decided to consolidate those two things into one button so you push the button and then a radial menu pops out where you can choose dismiss or switch to one of the other captains which is just like that's just so much more awkward to have to push two separate things rather than just one button to do it particularly for dismissing pikmin which you're going to be doing a lot <laughs> right it's not like a like a tap shortcut is dismiss and if you hold then you get no even if you just push that button real briefly it it still brings up the little cross menu that that seems kind of weird and then there's other like slight awkwardness that i you know more awkward things that you probably just get used to like the fact that the other captains because previously in pikmin 2 the other captain was just like it just follows you around and then when you press dismiss you can break up into separate parties But now they follow you around, but they're also like you can throw them. So they're available in the list of throwable like a Pikmin would be, hmm. which can sometimes be awkward because you're like, you're just throwing Pikmin and then suddenly, whoops, you've just thrown your other guy <laughs> into combat. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Or sometimes it would just like you, you when you've regrouped, like you've reselected a bunch of Pikmin with the whistle, they'll just for some reason be at the start of the list, so you won't notice that you've already got the captain selected instead. At least you can tab through which Pikmin you're going to throw easily with like the shoulder buttons. And then there's a lock on. You make now there's lists and stuff. Does that mean like there's a pause state where you can pick through from lists or? No, it's just like there's a little little wheel thing at the bottom that just tabs through as you hit L and R mm. to select which one you're throwing. I can't really remember how the select which one you're throwing thing worked before anyway. I, yeah, I don't exactly remember either. There was a way, I think you had to, was it like you hold down A to start throwing and then you could push the D-pad or whatever to switch? Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. 
It's something like that. I think that. I just chucked things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a there's this it's these little awkward things that are probably things that you just get used to. But if you've played the older games, I don't know. I just preferred that control style. The C stick thing is the main thing. I just mm. think that's just like a such a drastic loss of functionality. Yeah. The charge does not replace it, really. No. Well, it means you can't use the because there were bits in Pikmin One, weren't there, where there was a thin walkway. Yeah, and you had to elongate your group. Yeah, to elongate and push them into the wall to yeah to make sure they they stayed there. And the other thing, it just felt cool. I don't know, moving the C stick and having the Pikmin move around you. And it had that little like yeah, yeah, it was cool. And the other thing that's weird about the right stick now controlling the camera is it doesn't actually control the camera totally. It only pans sideways. You can't actually angle the camera up and down. It's fixed, mm. so which is just have, weird. So why not just use the other triggers? No, the, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, even in Pikmin, in the older Pikmin games, you could actually zoom the camera out. Like if you click the other trigger, it would you'd go into the like the more zoomed mm. out view. Oh, yeah, definitely could. I don't remember that. Yeah. And a more top-down one as well, if I remember rightly. It was like you click once and it would zoom out, and then you click again, it would go into the more top-down angle, mm. and then you click again to go back to the start. I suppose you've got clicky sticks as well now, so they could have done something with that. I guess I never clicked the sticks. Maybe the clicking the sticks does have a controller side. Yeah. I didn't notice, or it didn't tell me to do, use them at any point. <sighs> but yeah, it's a, a, if you're used to the old controls of Pikmin, it will probably be a, slightly annoying to get used to. And, and maybe it is something you can just get used to. But I don't. I don't think I liked it as much. The lock on is kind of nice, except even that is weird because it's like you press it once to lock on, and then your cur- it like you know your cursor locks onto the thing you've locked onto. But then you can like you can transfer the lock to another thing by pushing the pushing the button again. Except it's like you're moving a virtual cursor essentially because your cursor is still attached to the thing you're locked to. But if you're facing towards another thing and you push it, your cursor just jumps to that one, hmm. which is you know a thing to get used to and then you can push it again to unlock which i always do accidentally because it's like it's constantly locking and unlocking by itself when like things die it unlocks but then the corpse you can also lock onto to accurately throw pikmin to pick that up so i don't know it's weird but it's fine (laughs) (laughs) it's just different yeah not necessarily the the same core game anymore I did try plugging in the GameCube controller just in case they'd secretly put in like old school controllers for the GameCube controller, but no. <laughs> I guess they'd have to be consistent. Those mechanics sound different enough that. Well, like I said, it's like so the the thing with switching switching captains and dismissing Pikmin is weird because it's just like they've consolidated two buttons into one when they already had a controller with more buttons. <laughs> well, so what does the other button do? Well, you've now on the, the spare fr- button on the face buttons. You've got what do you have? You've got throw. You've got charge you've got the pop-up for the switching i don't remember what the last one does i guess charge is new yeah charge is new does olimar have a jump it's not olimar but no Uh, i mean well i mean the captains no they don't you still have the attack but that's just the same button as throw Mm. i don't remember what the last button's for (laughs) but you know they have two shoulder buttons and two triggers i don't remember what those are for one's for Oh, left and right on the shoulder buttons are for switching through the Pikmin list, and then left trigger is for focusing the camera, right trigger is for locking on. So, right, so we run out of triggers. But then the D pad might have been better. Well, you've got to... dodge left and dodge right. Okay, so there are quite a lot of controls. Yeah, but I don't know. I still feel like they could have 
made it a bit it's just the fact that they've consolidated those two things onto one button and what and it's like it's the same thing i said about the rocket league menus where it's like you're adding steps to do a thing that previously took less steps mm. <laughs> so it just feels more inconvenient yeah because dismiss regroup was something you were doing all the time in the first games yeah on the plus side whistling now has like a two-step process so when you whistle now if you if your whistle if you whistle briefly and it, your whistle is on top of pikmin that are doing a task mm. they stop but they don't immediately regroup to you right. so you can basically like pause them for a second and then if you continue to whistle then you'll pull them off the task okay because well, couldn't you do that before we're like but like hold the whistle was what split them into groups well no hold the whistle makes the whistle bigger like so you could do it real short to pick out little oh, individual patches of pikmin so how did you used to split was well that... that was the button you dismiss and then they split into groups and then you re-whistle the individual because they split they've moved far enough apart that you can just whistle individual colors at that oh, point even i say dismiss they split automatically yeah i mean that's still like that and they did add the the nice but maybe really overpowered feature of like if you go to your ship you can just broadcast a whistle that just makes all Pikmin on the map try and go back to their home. Huh. So if you've left any somewhere way out in the middle of nowhere, you can just hit that and maybe they'll make it, but maybe they'll get eaten or whatever. But <laughs> that seems kind of weird for like a slightly overpowered feature. So still, I assume it still has the, the day-night cycle. Yes, it, it does still, still time limits and all that stuff. And weirdly, if you want to talk about the lore of Pikmin, this isn't that these new captains aren't even from the same planet as Captain Marvel. What? Really? It's a it's a completely different civilization that just happens to come to the same planet for for a different reason. They need food rather than all the all about money. <laughs> and they mentioned that explicitly when they're like one of the guys you're controlling is like, I've heard of the planet Hot Date. They had a really fucked up economy. They needed a bunch of money, so they, they must have come to this planet for that reason, <laughs> rather than us who are running out of food. God, see, see now I'm all like, oh, there must have been some ancient Olimar race that colonized the galaxy at yeah, some point. Yeah, on the, both then, of these planets. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. And this planet is, you know, it's Earth, but not really. Or is it? You find all these Earth artifacts that clearly imply that it's Earth. But mm. it's, but, and I think in one of the first two Pikmin games, you do Shinji's see garden, like, right? you do see like an actual globe when you're in space it's like oh yep that's earth <laughs> those continents line up not in this one the the times when you see this planet from space definitely doesn't look like any kind of identifiable earth continents but it's implied to be the same planet because you find message logs from olimar hmm. so yeah there's that that's pikmin 3 demo it seems fine probably give us a real release of pikmin 1 and 2 yeah, and then maybe have options for the controls there too. Well, they need to do something, I guess, yeah, because they wouldn't yeah. have to, they wouldn't be able to do the trigger thing. The well, trigger. it wouldn't be that difficult because they would have. I mean, they, they, they yeah, as you said, they would have gained buttons. Yeah, extra buttons and an extra yeah. L. And it's not like the GameCube controller was so wildly different that there's things that things they couldn't replace somehow. No. And then the other demo I played was that Age of Calamity demo. High rule warriors. Yep. The second, the second, it's the second Hyrule Warriors game. Well, you... the I'm, the I'm, one. I'm super confused about whether this game actually is called Hyrule Warriors. I mean, it is. Well, but that's the thing because I I saw a screenshot where it had two different logos, one of which just said Breath of the Wild: Age of Calamity, and the other one said Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, and I was like, 
or which one of those is it? <laughs> I think it's the latter. I haven't heard of Bre- it being called Breath of the Wild, Age of Clarity. Huh. Well, that's new on me. If that's, that's the thing, I think I think the official Nintendo word is that latter one. I don't think I don't, I hadn't heard Hyrule Warriors mentioned in its name before. I'd heard it called Age of Calamity just by itself, but I hadn't heard the other half of that. I guess. No, I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that. Like, I'm sure I'm sure the direct showed it as that. But yeah, that game. Well, Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's Age of Calamity, Hyrule Warriors. Oh, yeah, that may also yeah. be the case. Check what it says on happysad.net. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I can look it up right now on my own site. <laughs> well, the first thing that happens immediately is story, which is <laughs> they've given themselves a really a, a useful but really annoying get-out-of-jail-free card because the story basically immediately starts with time travel. <laughs> Wait, what? So it's alternate universe anyway. Yeah, maybe. So basically, the story starts, it shows some of the sort of cutscenes that you saw in Breath of the Wild anyway, with like the calamity happening, the Guardians jumping over Castle Town and Zelda d- doing the Triforce thing against the Guardian when Link's there and all that stuff. It shows that. But then in Zelda's bedroom up in Hyrule Castle, a box falls off a shelf and a, oh. tiny, a tiny egg-shaped mini Guardian comes out. And for some reason, this mini guardian is like, fuck this shit, I need to time travel. So it just opens the time portal and goes back to back to before the calamity. <laughs> so yes, this whole game is a horrible time paradox and maybe gives them a, a convenient excuse to, for, to whatever, stop the calamity. Yeah, for whatever canon or non-canon implications there are of this game. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, is annoying. Time, maybe that's how some of the random characters turn up. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, though. It's like, if this gives them too much free reign to bring in, like, random weird characters like Midna or whatever, from, <laughs> aren't even from the same universe, really. Or Linkle. Yeah, or Linkle. So I don't know about that. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. And it also, in a sort of a good side of explaining things that didn't make any sense it's implied that the this little the fact that this little mini guardian has come back to the past is why the sheikah slate, slate abilities become active oh right it's why they're all using them yeah it's why they're using all and why all of them can do it mm. like they they just the sheikah slate just mysteriously turns on and one of the towers even pops up which you know shouldn't have happened before the actual game of breath of the wild okay well I guess I'm kind of happy about this because it means they can't cock up the cannon, right? Because it doesn't matter. Yeah, kind of. Classic. It's like Baker like the last Hyrule Warriors game. But it is kind of annoying in that way where it's just like, it's such a cheap get-out-of-jail-free card this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, it, it, could, it could have been a proper prequel. Like, so that excitement, I guess, is gone. But at least it can't. Kind of. I mean, I'm sure they'll. I'm, I'm sure it'll still be somewhat rooted in the, the story of that time. Sure. <laughs> you'll still be doing shit with the champions and all that stuff. I mean, I've never played a Muso, but I still can't decide. <laughs> well, yeah, Hyrule Kemp. <laughs> yep. Um, I've never played a Muso, but I'm not, not quite sure if I. I don't know if they're good or not. I know some people really get into them. Well, that's what... And then when I got to the gameplay, it was just like, okay, what... The, I think my biggest problem with it 
if if we imagine that this is this demo is just the start of the game, which you know it appears to be because it's like the first mission and all that, and it's story wise, it's very clearly like here's the initiating part of this game, and here's like some tutorials about the map and stuff. Yeah, because they said this is like you can play this and then if you, you can then if, continue. If you, yeah, if you buy the, the full real game, game, your save carries over. But even despite it being like the start of the game and trying to tutorialize you, it's just like it's a massive information overload. <laughs> right. It really doesn't do a very good job of telling you basically anything at all and then, and then it sometimes will try, just sometimes the action will just pause and it will be like push this button to use this ability and you'll be like okay and then not really understand what the hell even just happened mm. and then like the basic combo system i it's it's hard to get used to because it's actually like more timing based than you might imagine it is like it's really rhythmical like particularly for sort of transferring between light attacks and heavy attacks like light attack you have a light attack chain where you just hit the same button over and over and that sort of you can just spam that fairly easily and it will just go through the whole combo that each character has but then at each step of each step of that combo which is normally like there's i think link has starts with like six steps of just of just light attack but after each one of those hits you can transfer to a heavy attack instead on a different button but the heavy attacks have different mechanics depending on character but also like have different mechanics to the light attack so for like link when you go into a heavy attack you hit the, the i still haven't even figured it out is the trouble because it's like it's so complicated to even pay attention to what the hell's happening but as far as i understand it, you you hit the x button to trigger a heavy heavy attack and then you have to like maybe hold or maybe repress and hold x while the attack animation is happening and if you release at the end of that attack animation you can then press it again to trigger into another heavy attack that like links onto the first one hmm. and i'm just like i couldn't get the hang of that at all and i'm not even sure like i said i'm not even sure if it's press release press again and hold or whether you just have to hold the first one or not i need to like just stand there and practice for a while i guess yeah, to even yeah. figure out what's going on but then each character then has their own different thing that they do for their like attack string i mean it's all light 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 and then heavy branching off but then like the, they have each have different special abilities so links is obviously the generic one where it's just like that weird like hold x charge attack thing oh spin the sword around. yeah usually a spin yeah. attack <laughs> usually sometimes it's different and then impa has like her heavy attacks are just generic but her thing is that she has on her sp character specific button which on link is just fire firing a bow her character specific thing is like she tags an enemy with a symbol and then you have to kill that enemy with a heavy attack specifically and then you like absorb the energy of that symbol and then that powers up your super attack later on hmm. and also like if you do that it also spawns like more shadow clones of yourself so your general attacks get better oh, okay interesting and then Zelda has like the Sheikah Slate, so your your light attacks is just spamming all the different abilities. So it's just like oh, the Cronus and <laughs> bombs and and like randomly stasis for a moment, which is weird. <laughs> it's an extremely weird fighting style. But then her heavy attack is like depending on where you branch off the light attack combo, you use one of the specific slate abilities like more. So if you branch off at the bomb, you get like a big bomb. But then the big bomb just rolls out and sits there. So her special button then triggers whatever Sheikah Slate elements are there at the time. So if you've got like ice, the ice explodes. And if you've got a bomb, the bomb explodes. <laughs> oh, weird. So what if you end up with loads of them? 
does it like pick one of the things to make it explode i think they sort of expire with the progression of the combo okay so like right. sometimes the ice stays but i think that's only if you do the heavy attack version or whatever that they stay there for longer basically this all sounds like who cares just throw shit well throw yeah shit except it does require that quite rhythmical like progression like mm. you can like i say you can easily spam through the light attacks but if you want to do specific things you have to know like how far through the light attack combo you are to trigger the specific mo version of the heavy attack i guess what i mean is like is there a need to other than the timing is there a need to get care what moves you're using like well maybe not in the light heavy string but then you get to the all the other controllers because <laughs> that's just like the generic attacks because then when you've got you hold down I think it's the right bumper, like it would be in Breath of the Wild. Mm. You hold down the right bumper, and that accesses the, the Sheikah Slate abilities, right? Separately from Zelda's version, and every character has them. So you've got like bombs, Cronus, Stasis, and the other one, Magnesis. Mm. And those, do, not only do those do specific things depending on you know like what you're targeting or whatever, but they also are specific to the characters. So like Link's bomb attack, he just like chucks a load of bombs rapidly, but mm. then like she, uh, Impa's bomb attack is like a almost an airstrike. It like targets an area, and then an explosion happens some period afterwards. Oh, cool. And then like Link's Cronus attack isn't really an attack; it's just like he jumps off the block of ice as it appears, so he gets air for doing like aerial combos and stuff. Whereas, like, Impa's ice attack, you jump on top of the ice block and ride it around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, so all the Sheikah Slate abilities are different. I mean, this, you're making this sound pretty fun. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so you've got all the Sheikah Slate abilities on the right bumper. Then on the left bumper, you've got, if you pick up magic rods, those that have their own menu. So you can be like, I'm going to target an ice rod on that zone or a fire rod, <laughs> if you happen to have them. And that's also where your healing item is, in case you need to heal. And then obviously every character has a special attack that charges up over time. And then the important thing is that like, once you come up to one of the big enemies mm -hmm. like, that have like, it's not really a health bar. Well, they have a health bar, but they also have like an armor bar, essentially. Okay. Now, this is where this is the crux, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so is... the rest of it you're just like slaying holes, yeah, and... mashing through everything, yeah. But then, when, when you come up against these big enemies, there's like you still have the dodge, so you still have the flurry rush if you mm -hmm. time it right, and you still have a shield button as well on the left trigger, even more buttons to keep track of, which is again. It's, in Breath of the World, it's not so bad that you have all these buttons. In this game, because it's so much faster, I'm like constantly like, what button am I trying to push right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, so you've got the dodge, you've got the flurry rush, but then to get the enemies to break their armor bar, you even need to wait for them to do an attack and then counterattack, sort of like the flurry, flurry rush, but you don't have to hit the flurry rush. You just have to take the opportunity while they're doing their long animation or whatever. Or you can use the specific like Sheikah Slate ability that counters what they're doing. So if it's like a Bokoblin with a shield, while they've got the shield up, you can use the bomb to break the shield and then that staggers them. And then you can damage the armor bar. Okay. And then if it's a Bokoblin that's using like an iron sledgehammer, once he starts to wind back for attack, if you hit him with Magnesis, then that steals the hammer for a minute and hits him with it. And then that stuns him. And then you break the armor bar that way. And if I they're see. charging at you, you use Cronus to build an ice block in front of them, and then they run into it. <laughs> so it's like you've got this whole combo, this like fight ability where you have to remember which 
specific Sheikah Slate ability counters it, and then you break through the armor bar, and then if you you can either so sort how, of... How easy is that to pull off in the middle of combat? Because you made it sound like like those Sheikah abilities are on some or just on one button. Well, they are. You, you hold it down, and then it pops up the menu, but it does like slow time, oh, sort okay. of like it so, does in Breath of the Wild. So, so, you know, so you know what's coming, you can at least pick something, so you're not like going, ah, which one have I got active? Oh, no, that's not going to work. Yeah, ah. but again, it's like it's you do still have to remember to do that before <laughs> like the slow time is after you push the button you do still have to remember to push that button sure. to start with <laughs> and then you know you can you can grind for an, through an enemy's health without breaking the armor bar like if you just keep dodging and hitting them with generic attacks eventually you'll get through the health anyway but then if you break the armor bar and i think whittle their health down to a certain point which might be like halfway you can just basically do a finisher and just oh, okay. kill oh, them right, instantly yeah. So yeah, it's. I feel like I'm gonna have to try this. Yeah, well, I think the other reason we should try it is because it has a co-op mode. Oh, sweet! And I'm like, which I wonder how well this is going to run because. Well, you're leading on to my next question because, like, my one of my concerns with Muso games in general, especially on the Switch, how does this all run? Yeah, because Hyrule Warriors on the DS had problems, right? (laughs) Because the 3DS, the 3DS version of Hyrule Warriors required the new 3DS to run well. Yeah. It definitely seems like it may have some problems with frame rate. Well, I mean, it has really obvious pop-in, but that's maybe not really that much of a problem. Yeah. We've just got huge amounts of enemies that just start appearing as you run onto new oh, areas, I, I guess. Right, okay. it's, like, it's probably okay yeah. to have that. But yeah, it, the trouble is that I sometimes can't tell if the frame rate drops are intentional. <laughs> sometimes oh, what, I feel like, like it's like... slowdown. Yeah, dramatic slowdown almost. Huh. But I don't think they are. I think it probably is just slowdown when there's lots of effects happening, like lots of explosions or fire. Because that's kind of a um, a thing about cave shooters, isn't it? Like cave shmups, mm. where it's like, I think some of the remakes of them, you can... that Well, the remakes that they then port into things like 360 and stuff that shouldn't suffer from the slowdown, they've kept the slowdown in because the game is impossible without yeah, it. Yeah, because you, you, when it's super slow, it makes it easier to see the tiny gaps you have to move yeah, through. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a fascinating little little thing they have to keep in. The game was designed with the slowdown in mind. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So yeah, I'll be interested to see how, how that goes in, in co-op. But yeah, there's two missions in that demo, two of the big missions, and then a few side missions. And it, and so the thing that I've seen people mentioning about it, which is the the like, what is this game apart from the fighting? Right. Mm. <laughs> Where it has it has a sort of it has the world map, obviously the Breath of the Wild world map, and lots of little icons start appearing on it over time. And so a lot of them are just like you collect materials and then you give the materials to a place and then you get a bonus where it's like oh you gave this guy some fish and he and then link has plus one heart (laughs) so it's you know there's a lot of that generic stuff but then there's the blacksmith's guild where you can you pick up weapons and then the weapons have stats and the weapons can level up but then if you've got two if you've got multiple weapons you can mash them together to like Firstly, add experience to one specific weapon, but also if they have secondary abilities, sometimes you can transfer the secondary abilities between weapons. Mm. So you can like create one good weapon with a stack of different abilities. So yeah, all so there's a ton of weapons that you're going to be collecting and then dealing with. Is there breakage? No, there isn't breakage. Or at least not in the way of Breath of the Wild, anyway. <laughs> it's quite funny, because someone, someone I know at work is, is discovering Breath of the Wild for the first time. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh my god, the weapon damage. Yep. <laughs> So there's that, and then there's like, 
it's implied again the time travel paradox problem it's implied that quite a lot of these secondary missions that are just like random specific condition fights are in different dimensions where you just like i'm gonna hop through this dimensional portal for a minute and do this weirdly weirdly specific fight <laughs> so who knows what that's actually going to be about but then you like unlock stables which are shops to buy more more specific materials so it's it's got this sort of you know world map icon fest going on hmm. but again it seems like mostly the big missions are going to just be the big missions and that'll be the main crux because that's the weird thing about these games isn't it it's like it's it's, it's just basically one big fight happening all the time right? yeah it's like there's no real lull well I it's mean, just that there are bigger fights happening in certain places the way the 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 i mean it is a definitely a separate missions as in like you know there is a point where the fight just ends and goes. You go back to the map, but oh, okay. there are like sub goals that appear during the mission. Right, and that's more what you're talking about. Where it's just like you can be fighting someone. I, can, I guess I've only ever seen it when it's like everything's all go. Yeah, exactly. You've never seen the menus of one of those games, yeah. really. <laughs> there is some. So yeah, during the the sort of missions, there are like little mini objectives that appear appear. I I haven't. I don't really know if they're like. I assume that most of them are set, but I don't know if there can be like randomly altered secondary objectives or whatever, depending on the like situation of the map. Like if you'd gone this way and captured these specific places, would it change what the next mission objective is? Because mm. if you'd already captured somewhere that would have been the mission objective or whatever, potentially. And if you have multiple characters on the field, then you can tell them to go somewhere so that when the mission objective pops up, you can just quick switch to them <laughs> and they'll already be there. Hmm. So there's a sort of a tactical element to that because it seems like your score is also based on how fast you complete the mission. So there is a reason to do it quickly and efficiently. So there's ranks, is there? I don't know if there's ranks, but you do get like rupees as a reward based on time and how many enemies you killed and that kind of thing. Which makes you wonder how important that is. Well, you know, you spend the rupees to do the weapon crafting and yeah. <laughs> buy all these items. But you're doing that in the middle of a mission? No, it's in the menu. Okay. But yeah, we'll we'll try that in co-op, I guess. Yeah. See how that goes. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested. I think it's maybe it took the um because there's plenty of the well, okay, there's a billion of musos out there. Yeah. But maybe it took like a, a decent realization of Hyrule to pique my interest properly. <laughs> Well, yes, that is the trick for this game, really, because mm. because it's got the Zelda brand on it. You're like, yeah, Ooh. yeah, maybe. I mean, it's you know they've done it with Dragon Quest as well, haven't they? Dragon Quest Heroes is supposed to be decent, mm. and I think there's some other Heroes branded ones that are supposed to be decent as well. Just not those last couple Dynasty Warriors games. That, you know that these are all based on. Yeah, that is the the eternal worry of this, where it's just like those last two Dynasty Warriors were supposedly bad, according to people who like the series. Yeah, and now they're making this. <laughs> but so far, with the first two missions in the demo, it seems like it's competent, fine, competent. Still completely information overload, but that's just if you're not familiar with that kind of game, probably. So the official name is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Okay. According to our own site. According, okay. according <laughs> to Happy Salad. Cool. Yep. Do you think you're getting that then, based on the demo? Well, we'll see, I guess. I mean, it's a long time since... Well, in fairness, lockdown's going to probably screw up us playing this co-op properly anyway. Well, yeah. So, 
a bit of me was like, you know, when you started saying that, it's like, oh god, yeah, I could be up for having a, another proper co-op game for us to go through. Sure. And it's like, uh, oh yeah, but we might be able to do it here. <laughs> well, I mean, not for the next month at least. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when's it due out? I don't know. <laughs> Relatively soon, presumably. Yeah. I think it's meant to come out before the end of the year. Yeah, almost certainly. Let's have a little search. <laughs> Look at the some more information that's not necessarily on our website. Twentieth hmm. of November. Okay. Pretty soon. Still, still within the lockdown window. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, just one last thing related to the switch. Uh, my left stick seems to have fixed itself somehow. Oh, what? Magic. Okay. <laughs> it had the it had the bad downward sensor for a while, and it was like you couldn't get it to stay properly fully down, and that's just mysteriously gone away. I th- it was probably just like a bit of dust or something in there yeah, that maybe. just dislodged itself eventually. But I, it had been around for so long, I thought that couldn't possibly be the case. <laughs> I thought it was something like electronically that was wrong with it. So maybe I won't have to replace that stick. I do still have that spare extra strict stick anyway. Convenient. Yeah. If it's necessary. Yeah. Supposedly the price of individual Joy-Cons has been reduced. Oh, really? Supposedly. Well, individual ones. Yeah, individual you don't ones. buy them as a pair. <laughs> I don't know what about the pair prices, whether that's just still the same. Maybe it's maybe it's Nintendo very, very slightly admitting that stick drift was a problem <laughs> after all. Even though they said it wasn't, and then continued to say it wasn't. <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of spin-offs. Well, yes. Uh, so they're called Muso. Oh, no, wait, they're called Muso games because the Japanese name has Muso in it. Yeah, and that seems to be the one thing. So the, the first one appears to be a Gundam one. Yeah, I've heard Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Gundam. <laughs> um, and then they did a Fist of the North Star one. No man, that must have been fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> 2010, that was. Um, and then they did Troy, weirdly, but Warriors Legends of Troy. Yeah. Okay, historical warriors. warriors. Yeah. Uh, then it was One Piece. Okay, Makes also sense. kind of nuts. One Piece Pirate Warriors. Uh, then Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Uh, Arslan, the Warriors of Legend. <laughs> uh, a fantasy novel series in Japan. Okay, yeah. Old Berserk, <laughs> right? And the Band of the Hawk. Uh, more warriors of Rochi, which is oh, Fire Emblem Warriors, of course. Yeah, mm, I forgot yeah. about that. Um, and apparently, there was a Persona 5 one. Persona oh, yeah, I think I, I think I very briefly saw like two seconds of footage of that, and I was like, that's not what Persona 5 normally looks like. Persona 5 Scramble <laughs> crossover between the series and Atlas's Persona. Uh, Actually, in, I think in, it, in, now... this year, in fact, God, I, I didn't. didn't yeah, now well, I think Dragon's of... Quest isn't listed here. Maybe Dragon's Quest Heroes wasn't direct, wasn't an official spin-off. Maybe oh. it was someone else doing it in that style. Right. Now that I think about it, I think I have actually seen footage of that Fist of the North Star one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just vaguely remember it. Whereas, like, oh yeah, I recognise those characters vaguely. <laughs> Is Fist of the North Star good? Well, you know, it's one of those old ass animes where it's like you either like it or you don't. I guess. In the vein of all of that age, if you can get over its specific brand of weirdness. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if uh, 
Dragon's Quest Heroes is actually a Muso. Now. When you meant to be trying to figure out what the release date was? Twenty fifth November. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did, we did that. We did that bit. Well, we better end this podcast anyway. Well, apparently, it is a Muso game. It's just but... not in that list. Yeah, someone's updated the wiki badly. Or it might be Muso style, but not actually, you know, made by the guys. Okay. Know. Yeah. Don't know. I'll figure it out. Dan, do you have anything to say about video games before we end this podcast? Uh, <laughs> How squadron? Let's see. Not much. Uh, well, I've been trying, trying to sort out the website, but now it's the, it's there. But I did finish Halo 2. <laughs> hey. Yeah. And then I started Halo 3, and it's like, it's quite weird well, going from. You've got to finish the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to finish this fight. I mean, Halo 3, baby. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, it's quite weird going from Halo 2 anniversary to Halo 3 because, like, sort of the graphics are a downgrade, obviously, in a weird way yeah. because it yeah. hasn't been remastered. However, like, it's just clearly a more advanced game. Like, I hadn't had any problem with the way Halo 2 controlled at all. But then you go to Halo 3 at 60 FPS, and it's like, this is smooth. Yeah, it's nice. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it's so nice to play. I don't know what they did between Halo 2. And, I don't really, can't put my finger on what it is. But, like, it controls so nice. No, there is there is some refinement there. And yeah. it's like while I'm not as fan of like some of the game's levels and some of the game settings, yeah. like the way the way it feels yeah. is an improvement. It's crazy how good. Um, I wonder what that's like at 120 frames per second. Well, <laughs> I yeah. guess we'll find out. Yeah. When it comes out on X, you'll be able to do that. But then like the PC version probably can do that. Probably already. can already do that, yeah. Um, so. I mean, I could try. I mean, I uninstalled most of Master Chief Collection from my PC after I discovered it was basically installing everything automatically as it came Oh, really? Because <laughs> it doesn't do that yeah. on um, on my one. I have to explicitly choose them. Oh, no, I, it, 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 it just installed everything. And it's oh. like, oh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not likely to play everything. Please it uninstall must have fixed everything. That, except that, Reach, because that's the yeah. one I started. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So I probably will play Halo 3, even though, as you say, I mean, I think you're a little bit off put by that annoying flood level at the end. I think you're right, but I mean, I think it uh, yeah, had some it, it good gets, bits. Yeah, it's the, the 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 end of Halo Three isn't good. Yeah, um, not in legendary for sure. God, no, no. Legend, legendary mode is is ridiculous in that game. I'm just gonna stick to heroic. I think it's the how it's meant to be played. Yeah, unless you're in co-op. Oh, even uh, even so, heroic like. Uh, there's uh, like legendary was always hard, right? In those games, it was like yeah, it was always. like playing playing legendary in co-op is 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 a proper challenge, even still in co-op. Hard. But it's yeah. but it's but it's still but that's more doable and it's more fun that way. I mean, I remember um, I finished Reach in legendary single player, and that was yeah, I think fine. I did as well. It's um, okay. But it's probably the only one I might have done legendary single player. The um, very end of that is a pain in the neck, but yeah, um, yeah. Otherwise, it's 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 playable um whereas yeah there were just bits of halo 2 that are like nigh impossible on your own yeah and like yeah halo 3 yeah this 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 section the, the flood sections at the end of that are nigh on impossible on yeah. your own because you need yeah, yeah you, you need to distract and you can't do that on your own um no uh, it's uh, you know, and bits of Halo One and Nine. Well, most of Halo One is Nine impossible in Legendary on your own because the elites are just so damn good. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I did. I, th- I think I did do Legendary in the original game back in the day, but I, I, I remember Halo Two being, I uh, me being like, fuck that, <laughs> but basically yeah. in Cairo Station. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bad start to that game in Legendary. Like it's just it, 
it, the the odds just are no longer in your favor in legendary mode and it's like for a start of the game it's ridiculous i think they did learn their lesson from that a little bit like reach mm. was fine it was fine um i don't know about three i can't remember whether i did it but i'm just by heroic i mean that's the way that's the way to enjoy it three definitely has some very tricky bits in legendary like regardless yeah. of that end bit but like there's yeah yeah uh, but it's but yeah it feels good feels well smooth and, and nice and it's like oh my god i can't I believe how old this bug game rooms, is actually <laughs> remembering some of the bug buggers rooms are the worst are just, yeah. even in heroic like on halo 2 they're really annoying it's like just mm. basically find cover and then cheese them by like waiting until they fucking... just pop into view and then yeah go, oh right i know they're gonna land here because for some reason they seem to have fixed landing spots yeah for some reason like yeah buggers are well named i don't i don't think they shouldn't have been added but they're kind of I don't know. Their implementation kind of sucks, and the, yeah. and the areas you normally fight them in kind of suck. Yeah. Um, there's a like a nice, supposed to be a beautiful grove or whatever in Halo Two, where they kind of make it very annoying. Um, it looks a lot nicer in Anniversary. It looks pretty shitty in the original <laughs> Halo Two yeah. graphics. Yeah. Halo Two graphics were bad, straight up. I think they look worse than Halo One, <laughs> apart from the effects. I think we talked about that before, but yeah, Halo yeah, Three yeah, looks yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they were a step step back in a number of important regards. Halo yeah. Two, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, classics. So I might play. Yeah, I've got plenty to play now. I've got a bit more free time, <laughs> lockdown time, and projects complete. So yeah, check out our new website, and also check out YouTube, or you can find the YouTube videos via our new website. Alternatively, uh, we will have some more. Uh, I guess Portal coming. Yes, and I've got one more over din. Uh, yeah, there's, play, a, right? there's a there's a din in the can coming next week. Got some din coming, and um, look out for Factorio, which needs adding to the website as well, I think. And um, then we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another sidecast. Yes, remotely, <laughs> yeah. remotely for the foreseeable. The last joint pizza party we'll be having here for a while. <laughs> well, I'm getting pretty hungry now. Yeah, I mean it's pretty early for us. Well, now's like, the time uh, to get hungry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm legitimately getting my stomach has just made noises. Catch you next time, listeners.